Hey everybody, welcome back to Coffee with Christy. Oh, unfortunately tonight we're gonna swap it up and we're gonna do cocktails with Christy. Everybody has a cocktail in their hand. We have some good food in front of us, some great company and some great topics to talk about tonight. So thank you to all my lovely ladies who are joining us. We are a party of six tonight, so please bear with us. There's gonna be a lot of commotion going, maybe a lot of talking over each other, but some great information for you. So with that said, we're gonna open up to what we decided to do was to throw topics into the bowl and we're gonna pull them out and then we're just gonna open it up. Okay, so our first topic is what do you do if you feel out of love? Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I, I want to know who wrote it. First. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, you no, can't no, say who wrote it. That's the point of the so topic. What do you do Currently, if you feel out of oh, love. Dang it. Ah, that's a really good topic. Oh, that is Dump awesome. Him. Yes. Dump him. <laughs> here have been married over 20 years i'm gonna say right like yeah. in the higher teens mm, higher 20s 15 15 okay but still that's yeah. good 15 15 15 too long 15 23 okay so we've been together 20 something plus years yeah 17 17 okay all right so what do you do when you feel out of love you know i i always like wonder about this like do the guys think that once they woo you that they're done Yes. Like they got absolutely. you. That's they got it. you. Absolutely. They, they got, got you. I don't have to do anything else to woo you, you take you on dates. Yes. Um, surprise you with anything. No, I feel like after like five years. After it, five years? It changes. It changes. It changes. I mean, I, right? Well, after they five years, it's like not the same. Year itch, right? Oh, no. The day you get oh, married, that's the done. <laughs> George Foreman on, on the Christmas. <laughs> oh, George yeah. Foreman. No. I said a pot. No. Was it pot or pots? pots. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I Listen, if it was pot, he was thinking of it. If it's pot, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say, it's a lot funner being the girlfriend than being yes. the wife. Yes. Oh, yes. that's a good one. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Being the girlfriend. And yeah. I think it's hard when you fall out of love to try to fall back into love. You know, yeah. I know marriages go up and down yeah, and yeah. we go in spurts and we go backwards oh, five boy. feet and we go oh. forward. But it's, you know, when you fall out of love, can you get back in love with your husband? Yeah. How but, do you know, though? When they touch you, you grossed out. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or not, not even that, but you're, you're kind of like. Non-responsive, I think, is what it, most people feel. Exactly. Instead of the yuck. So it's I think if people feel the yuck more people would be out sooner. They feel indifferent. I think that's where the... But I think a lot of people around. just fig figure out like, okay, we're going through a transition right now. Mm -hmm. And then it's... Because yeah. we all go through transitions. So it's like, are we in that? And then we'll get over that. So we hang in there and stick yeah. it out. And then we pass this hurdle and then the next hurdle comes and then and I think that's we... for women. I don't think it's for men. Right. I don't think men feel like we're no. in a hurdle. But do they're you just think... like, this is the way this it's going to be. Yeah. But, but do you think yeah. men yeah. just hang in there because they love to be married and they love to have a partner? I don't, I, well... If you really think of most marriages, women are doing everything. They're taking care of everything. Mm -hmm. You basically have made it very comfortable for them. Yeah. Yeah. Where That's what I'm saying. Go? We've, had, so stay there. Yeah. We've had the conversation about the plates, you know, I don't know if you like, 
this is my plate and it's overflowing. Right. Uh-huh. And this is your plate and yeah. there's like one or two things on there. Right. So it's like the imbalance, I think, also affects the marriage as well because if, but if, you, it, if it more, it's more normal for the woman to have a heavier plate. Well, we're emotion. Like, we're yes. emotion. So when that question was good because what what do you do when you feel like you're out of love like do you do you just go okay it's going to come back i mean or do you say, But are you trying to fall back in love are you trying to schedule right. dates are you communicating that? But or, but but then again is it is it back on the women again yeah is it back on us to like go okay we got to get this going we got cuz it becomes exhausting you know of like, course yeah. of course cuz marriage is not 50-50 never it's, it's 80, 100 20. 100 and 100 <laughs> no like you know Sometimes they give it all, and sometimes we give it all, but, I mean, 90%. I think that's okay as long as it goes up and down and back and forth, and sometimes he's carrying it, sometimes you're carrying it. We call it, when when we're in that mode of, like, just really not connecting, we still we're business partners. So we're like, right now we're business partners, aren't we? Like, we're we're not connecting as a married couple right now. That's a good one. Business partners. We need to reconnect. I always say we're roommates. I go, oh, so this, right now we're roommates. roommates. We're we're doing the friend-roommate thing. Type it. But okay. do you say that to your spouse? Oh, 100%. And um, what's the response? Yeah, I was going to say, do you, does your spouse, they don't are get they on the same no. page? No. Or no. They went right over their head? Mine gets it. Hun- no, gets mine, it. 100%, mine 100% doesn't get it. He's like, what do you mean? This is yeah, great. We have the greatest marriage in the world. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? You know, so I think for him, like, he has what he needs out of it by, you know, the so, home mm-hmm. that's why he's not going to get the it the children situation at home. and and as women we need the other the passion the the yes. like the emotional, love, the emotional like yeah, and having a good time not you know all the excitement of doing doing all that so it's kind of different at certain points you know okay so if you're out of love are you out of love do you get back into love you have to get back into it. If and you it's going to be the woman's responsibility because the men feel, like you said, right. comfort in their I, But I think that's, as, as women, we always so. are fighting to get back, back into, into love because we do it for our so kids. So do you think the woman is the one who's constantly fighting to keep the marriage 100%. together? 100%. Until 100%. the kids move out, then, then, you know, who gives a shit? Oh, yeah, later. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> That's so, your bedroom, so, this so, is my bedroom, so the kind of, kids are out. So yeah. kind of piggybacking off of that, that's your house. do you think like men that want it out, they don't get out because they don't want to have to pay? Like they look at it as a dollar oh, no. sign opposed no. to, do you think? Some do though. I, I do some think do. some do. I think some might. I mean, I would, for, I think, for for what my personal, I would think like we are, um, we do the best for our children and then yeah. we like think, okay, we have enough that we, I mean, we've been together for so long. We have enough to give each other and then hope that we kind of meet in the middle at some point. You know, I think that's the way we're looking like we're so different, but at one point maybe we'll come back and be the same. What happens if you don't yeah. come back in five years? I mean, I was giving an and, example. And, and maybe that's when you call it quits. You don't know. But right now you have to just keep fighting because you, you know, like you have your children at home and you want to do the best for them, I think. Right, I think that's really important. So I never had a father, so I think it's really important to stay together. Mm-hmm. And I think it becomes a point where it's like, where when do you give up? Yeah. You know, like you want to raise your kids together. Yes. You want to have a mom and a dad. And you want to have this perfect, or try to be facade for a while. Right. But it's, when do you give up? So I talked to one of my good friends, actually today, and we were talking about the subject. And she said to me 
that she went through divorce and her children are both graduated from high school and they're doing their own thing. And she was saying to me, you know what? I have never been happier. Since she split. Yes. And she goes, it's sad to say that. She goes, but I didn't know I could be happy like this. I was always afraid to be me. And now I'm living on my own, do my own things. So she goes, it's so sad because the kids don't have a whole, but they're doing their own life now. Yeah. And they are literally encouraging, like, okay. I think think that's when you go back to the question that you just asked when you have, I think it's a different answer for every individual. Right. Some women will never leave that situation because that's the, whether they like it or not, that's their comfort zone. So mm-hmm. they're going to stay in it for the long haul. Other mm-hmm. people will be like, I've reached my end. I'm out. So yeah. I think that's going to be depending on the individual female and how much they're yeah. willing to take. Yeah. So, you know, if you go old school, you just, yeah. stick, you it just out. stick it you out. Just like, yeah. you know, but I would say this before we go on to, is that, as women, like we we give so much and we do so much and we whatnot. But as women, I think that we until you reach that point that you can no longer give, yeah. give you do. Yeah. And I think that when the question was, what was you've it? exhausted all your yes. The question was, when do you what? What was it? Question. Should yeah. you fall out of love? Or no. The, what do you do? The original question. What the hell? It's right there in front of you. It's right in front. <laughs> Like, the cocktails are kicking in already. Now, what was it? It says, "What do you do if you feel out of love?" So, I think as as uh, when we when we fall out of, I think that that's kind of such a like we're gonna we we try to get back in love. But when you try and you're not reciprocated or Ooh. like they're comfortable, that's then that's where you're saying that you reach your okay. I've tried everything, and yeah. and and like I always tell my friends, try everything. So this way, when you 100%. walk away, you have no regrets no because regrets. you tried everything. You That's know what you she did ABC all the time. Yeah. All the time, yeah. I say, try everything. Try everything. No regrets. We have one yeah. life. Live it. Yes. But at the same time, you also that, have to be true to people, yourself. Though. Yeah, but when people say we have one life, live it. Da, 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 you can't be selfish because in our one life, we have to be respectful of the family we created. Right, and for that sure. Is your husband, your children. We, and that is your life. Sure. And that is your life. And That's, so you have to be respect and hold that accountable. But at yeah. the same time, it's when it's a point where you're like, I'm just there. Exactly. That's you're when you physically have, there. Because, you're physically because, there. That's when that's you have it. to say, it's not enough for me anymore. But the woman's energy is what feeds the household. Totally. Yeah. So if the woman totally. is not happy and she's not getting... Totally. Fed, because she has to be fed too. She's right. feeding the family yes. that motion. But if she's not, not fed, fed to be back, fat, but fed to be yes, yeah. Yeah. fed always. I think right. it, I think it, it it goes both ways. I think the male and the female both have a huge responsibility as far as setting right, the tone sure. in, the, in the household. Because in the household, if you have a man that's comfortable and, and is a little bit, they also set the tone, and yeah. kids pick up on that tone. So I think they both have equal responsibility right. about setting that tone within the household. It could go either way. Yep. You're right. Yep. You're right. So do you all show affection to your husband in front of your kids? Hugging, kissing, saying I love you. I would say, I, I, I'm I would say no. I would say I, I try sometimes, but my husband's not the most affectionate. Yeah. And if I do, you, you know, my daughter's like, leave alone. Don't bother him. I'm like, oh my gosh. So then I tried giving her affection. She's like, no, not right now. So, but of course that's there, but 
if I go to my <laughs> personal family with my sisters, or whatever, we're all over each 100%. other. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. We see each other. We're not, we're kissing. We're, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so me and my different. husband show affection in front of our kids. Yes. We kiss. My They're husband will tons. slap my They're ass. They're too much. <laughs> when we're I on. love it. I love when it. When we're on, yes. we're on. Don't get me wrong. When we're off, we're off. But when we're on, we do show affection in front of our kids. Most definitely. Yes. I'm envious. I would like a piece of that. <laughs> Sharing is caring. I'll give you a piece of that. <laughs> I'll give you a piece of these. Awesome. Next, Next subject. Okay, fine. Okay, flirting with the, the enemy. Okay. What's flirting and with so the enemy? So that means Hello? like, oh. all right, so all of us here are married. So is it safe to like flirt with the, with the, of course, opposite sex, right? But without doing anything. Is that taboo? Is that okay? Because so we just had a According to my husband, it's okay <laughs> as long as he benefits from it. Like if I get a discount, you can deal with it. <laughs> or you got out of the ticket. Or you got out of the ticket. Half price on Nikes, it's okay. <laughs> my sister was selling them, was telling me, oh, your wife was screaming, and she got this free. goes, oh, you for the house? <laughs> oh, that's okay. But, but <laughs> see, right there, great. aren't you like, I want to, don't you want to like smack him in the face? Yes, like, because like, he heard the dollar kidding? sign. He didn't hear the yeah. flirting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like, didn't oh, hear oh, that yeah. someone wants yeah, to yeah. take his wife to bed yeah, and screw yeah, her brains no, out. No. But then but the, on the flip side of that, that means that he has confidence and she's not going to do anything. She's not going to act to have confidence. Yes, you do. You want a man with confidence. Not to that I wouldn't go out and do something. But that other people want her. Right? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That she's the, that I would it, want him to go. He's not complacent. What? Like, What's going uh, on? Oh, mine. hell no. You're mine. I think, I, yes. you know, but I think yeah. there's a trust. And I think That's an old school mentality yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I, Lee is, oh, are you kidding? Yeah. Like, you no. are old. Oh! oh. Wow. Now we're doing age. Oh, <laughs> Here it goes. No, but I think, I think it's good that somebody says, I trust you enough and it didn't matter to me. And we uh, now turn it as a I joke. I think that's I, awesome. I actually, like, I, I would probably be more upset if you would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah. I don't know that I can oh, deal no. with that. Yeah. For me, no. I would be like, oh, I think there's a happy, you know, but I think there's a happy yeah. medium on that. I yes. don't think, well, I but I, first of all, if a man ever said, what the hell are you doing? Well, first of all, back that shit up. Cause yeah. you right. don't tell me what I'm going to do or not do. But at the same time, if, if I came home and said, Oh, some guys, you know, da da da. And I got free sneakers. He's like, Wait a minute. What guy did what? I would want that reaction versus, yeah. oh, you got a discount on shoes? I mean, because I'd be like, hmm. So but I'd be like, yeah. I got you a free pair, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it just depends. For me, I'm, that reaction to me works because I cannot handle the, if you're going to question, no, you shouldn't question me. You should have enough but maybe faith she's not asking. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not saying she's not, asking, she's not asking her husband to question her. her no. Me, yeah. He's questioning the guy. The guy. Yeah. Because if a guy's coming on to you and you have your wedding ring on, obviously yeah. he knows. Yeah. She's yeah. Not really but see, to me, what's the point of questioning the guy? The guy's not there. No, no, no. That becomes but, irrelevant. But, like, even but saying, oh, what, what I'm saying is, is I, I, don't, I mean, obviously, do you think 100%, like, my husband would never go back to Dick Sporting Goods and say, what are you doing with my wife? Oh my God. Hell, my husband would like not even go to Starbucks at the line, right? That's what I'm saying. But so I'm saying, if he said to me, no, but there. if he said to me, what do you mean some guy was flirting with you at Starbucks? And, I, and I'd say, well, yeah, he just was like, what, da, 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 and, he'd be, and if he said, 
Well, that's that's not good. I, you know, I. Well, actually, I, you probably want him to go. Yeah, because yeah. my wife is freaking. Out. But I want him to say something. Right. Not versus, you want him something. Oh, did you get a free yeah. Starbucks? Yeah. Yes. I feel. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? A free yeah. Starbucks. I think I'm good with the, the free Starbucks. Yeah, I just think the whole question leads <laughs> to nowhere. Like you're not gonna do it's anything. It's a dead about end. It. It's a dead end. Okay. So I mean, it would just be cycling to just go back to the. It's okay. But I think so, one of us brought but up our I ra- kids. I'd rather get to there. Like, if someone flirted in front of our kids, kids how would yeah. that... Yeah. Right. So, I want to jump into my situation really quick. I When I get picked up on... It doesn't happen often, but when I do, it makes me feel good inside. I don't ever do anything, yeah. but it makes my self-esteem go high. 100%. It makes me feel pretty. And I feel like there's a lot of days, especially during COVID, that I was in sweats. And I gained weight, and you do all this stuff. And all of a sudden, you go out, and it's like, oh, my God, I still got it. Right? Yeah. We're all of a certain age. Our bodies gravitate towards the floor more. So it's like, God, I felt so great and pretty. Yeah. So it happened with my daughter. You in weren't the car. acting on it. It just made you right. right. Yes. So my daughter was in the car. She was 13. And she's like, Mom. And she kind of hit me and, you know, was like embarrassed. And I said, hey, you know, it's okay that someone thinks you're attractive. And, it, and, and for a mom who's a certain age, I've had two kids. You know, I have a career. I feel tired a lot. That it made me feel good as a person. It made me feel pretty. It yes. gave me that spunk back. My husband gives me the spunk. I mean, he'll slap my yeah. butt in the house. He does tell me I'm pretty. But at the same time, when someone else did right. it, it was just a good feeling. Yeah. yeah. And nothing ever. And and listen, I had my You're kid in the car. No. But I, mean, I always think that's a good thing. No matter for any for a husband or for a yes. wife, it's a good thing both ways because I think we all need to feel attractive to other people yes but, but i think it's, it's also true when someone let me ask you you know kind of piggybacking off of that when you when you see someone who you know is making ugly eyes at your husband you're like yeah he's mine right Make opposed you, to oh no, i i'm hispanic wait that's, <laughs> i will that's never happened to me. i don't know how that feels <laughs> No, when my husband worked and there was a girl that came up to him and we were at a com- corporate meeting, I was like, "Oh yeah, that girl better back the shit up." <laughs> but wasn't right. wasn't this right, the story that we talked about? Because it was on it's, social media. I don't have Facebook, but wasn't it on Facebook where she was talking to your husband a little bit? See, then that's not. Okay. I don't know, but then, I I was like, okay. no, listen. But if you're like, I will take passing. you and I will drag you. <laughs> I, listen, I okay. I could be difference. not attracted to my husband right now or mad at him. What else? <laughs> but I will take. The yeah. girl out and yeah. I But was her. she yeah. flirting in front of yes. you? Oh, 100%. Oh, 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 no, no, no. No, 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 yeah. no I didn't she's mean anything out, like that. Yeah, I didn't mean like that. Either. Yeah, like, yeah. No. Straight but out, at the same time, I understand how, how he would be okay with it because he's getting that attention. Yeah. Just but, like I would be. Like, oh, I get it. But, but it's a disrespect. Line. It's a disrespect and I'm there. Yeah, she should flirt when, she, when you're not around. When I'm not around. 100%. <laughs> Go but home. You're yeah. messing yeah. up her flirting time. Yeah. I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any comments? You're, no. You're kind of quiet over there. <laughs> Do you completely disagree with us? I, I, yes. I, I, I know. Yeah. Flirting is normal and healthy? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's good. Are you kidding? Yes. And in fact, when you, when you get that boost and you come home, yeah. who's the first person you tell? Your husband. Yeah. Like, guess what happened to me today? Oh, my 100%. daughter ratted me out. We walk in the front door. Dad, mom got picked up on today, and I just had a smile. My, like, yeah. My girls will say that all the time. I love it, and oh, they'll yeah. t- and when they tell him, I'm like, go ahead, tell him. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, because I'm not hiding nothing. Right. Why? Yeah, you didn't do exactly. anything. No. You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you're only gonna be hiding if you're. And then my daughter was like, and he said she mom was tall, and mom's not tall. Like, <laughs> I'm like, well, that just burst my bubble. <laughs> 
you get this butterfly in your stomach, you know, for that whole day, and you're just peppy and you feel really good. Yeah. You did nothing wrong, but you feel really good about yeah. yourself. Yes. It's yeah. nice to know that yeah. you're you, you're still attractive yes. to somebody. <laughs> Anybody? Look at porn. when we went on that marathon and um, we were at what your house yeah and that freaky oh. looking guy oh my gosh oh my. no way she goes up yeah. and we bet we dare her to go up and she was like dancing and, he, and we look and we're like oh my god this the guy whole, had the whole, this guy yeah you remember yeah. I, I said oh you were awake he's for that on, huh <laughs> I said no he's on some America's Most Wanted you in the room yeah. but she felt good that he really wanted to dance but I'm like oh, yeah. oh, oh no no, no. Tight, tight tank top on, right? Yeah. Up to his belly button, no, right was, above his belly button. I was and, like, a, and a sarong on. I almost threw out that. And makeup on. I almost threw out that right. table. Yeah, okay, it was off. No. no. And a sarong? <laughs> you had okay, sarong. next topic. It was awful, yes. That's when That's when you're like begging for attention. That's like when you're like the You know what? Man. It didn't matter. That's, you have legs, I'll but, take it. No, but that's when that's when I said when when Did you have a heartbeat? when you're begging no when you're begging that's for lady. that much attention yeah. there's a problem. Do. I that's almost got molested. No, 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 done. That's all you got. Right. What else right. is out there? What yeah. You? Yeah. But when, but when it's a homeless guy on the street <laughs> that should be locked up yes. in a straitjacket, oh, there's a problem God. at home. You check, check, check. One, two, three. Did you hear me? There's a problem at home if you're looking for a guy with a straitjacket. My husband gives me a lot of attention. <laughs> That's all I get. But I get a lot of attention. <laughs> That is my question, but flirting. But okay. we already did flirting. Wait, wait, next. That was mine. What? What the hell is that? Okay, flirting. The second half of that. Flirting. Dicks. But what's flirting? the first half of that? <laughs> Penises. So what about well, it? I, don't get I just wanted to talk about flirting. I was just, that was a joke. Okay. okay. But oh, flirting because okay. I wanted to talk about my situation that happened, but I didn't right, know right, somebody right. else wrote oh, flirting. So I that okay. was going right. Well, I didn't know. Oh, I mean, right. I didn't write it. So this says birthday sucks. Once a year, I'm all for it. <laughs> Sign me up. Sign me up. No, not no. once a year. No. no. I was joking, you guys. Honest to God, I've had it twice. Shh, I have you two kids. Say it's is it pro or is it for? It was know. her. It's against. It's against. It's against. It says birthday sex. Okay, so, so this I don't was know what the question is. I don't, under I don't know the question either. But is it referencing like only to do it during <laughs> holidays? Like you want extra kinky stuff on your okay, birthday? Okay, all right, okay, okay. Oh, wait, 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 okay, 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 all right. So let me ask this question. All right, so birthday sex is kind of like once a year, right? So how, how how often? How often? Like, does it? You know, in the beginning when you first start dating, you can't get enough of each other, right? So as life goes on, mm, you know, this is a good one. Does oh, it become okay. once good. a yeah. week, once a month, once every three so months? So in my relationship. We go in ups They're and downs. Sometimes, no, 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 no. Sometimes we're like, right now we're in a bad slump, and it's it's not negative. It's her not bad. Slump bad. Is my good day. Her <laughs> <laughs> bad slump is my good year. I would have to say. Yes. I, mean, I would, I would live, probably have to agree. With I you. would live for her bad slump. <laughs> 
And I think our Did bad I say slump- I would live for her bad slump? No, but I think my bad slump happens to 99% of marriages. Okay, so what is your bad slump? What's considered, no. What do you consider no, bad I think, slump? I think, I think you don't realize... What's the weakest or bad, bad slump? slump is, no. Is, we, I is, think not, is, is not a bad slump. It's, it's considered... All right, well, yeah, yeah, well, let's find out what her bad slump is because her bad slump... Her bad slump is once a week. No, we're on two right now. Twice a week? Twice a no, week. No, that we haven't had it. That's your bad slump? Twice a week. No, 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 that we have not had it. Twice a week? That we have not had it in two weeks. Oh. And I think it's because it's it's the hustle and bustle every day. And when you're you've business got, partners right now. right now, we're business partners right now. Yeah. We're in the business. Mode. Yes. So me and my husband are the business partners right now. Mm-hmm. You know, my husband is having a career change. Yeah. Um, we are going to be possibly moving, um, you know, half of the year out of state. And you know what's happening. We've talked about this. Okay, okay. Anyways, make a long story short. Okay, make a long story short. There's just a lot on our plate, and it's overflowing with a lot of things. So it's so not, it's a, like, but it's not a bad slump because your 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 bad slump is because of life, not right. But I will say this: it's I'm stuff, though, uh, yeah. when we fight, I'm very stubborn. I will roll over and I will not give in. Where I probably should. Like, I remember we had a really good fight maybe about a month ago. It, and when I say good, it was like digs, like at your jugular. And then I'm like, okay, well, we could, let's have sex, but don't kiss me. <laughs> right? Because I wanted said, it. You've said that before. And yes. And, and I'm very honest yeah. about that mm-hmm. because I want to be able to, you know, enjoy each other. I just don't kiss me because this is intimate. This is just, let's do what we have to do. Yeah. Wait a minute. Okay. You're saying don't kiss me? Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, because I'm yeah. mad still. Yeah. Oh, I'm still oh, mad. Oh, you guys are in a fight. We're in a yeah. fight, like, but. I want some. Right, and I know you yeah. do. I know he does, too, so yes, but don't kiss me. Physical, not Again, emotional. I would love that <laughs> any time. <laughs> but I think that's, is that not normal? No. 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 Okay. Okay, wait. Bitch, here's it's okay. not <laughs> normal. I'm going to get everybody, because I want to make sure that. Here's my next question. Okay. Is it, is it always satisfying? Amen. Oh, shit. You're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Breaks to that. Cheers. Cheers to that. We're cheersing that she's a bitch because none of us know what she's going through right now. Wait a minute. We don't understand. Wait, wait a minute. We don't understand it. Because you know what? Meaning you guys are not satisfied. We're, On no, a good day, no, a bad day, no, 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 and a slump? Sometimes. No. Wait. When we're mad, we're done. Back it up. Back it up. Just in case you're listening. Back up. Okay. okay, maybe I misunderstood. We, no, we, we are, a, but it's like, if we're fighting, oh, hell no. Mm. Zone is blocked, shut down, done. Mm-hmm. But you're saying, okay. But that's, that's because, good. Yeah. Because that means like, you're you connected. Got, yeah, you're connected yeah. still. You're connected still. But don't so, talk to me, like, don't kiss but me. But it doesn't matter. You're still Inside me. <laughs> We're a little connected. I don't, I don't know what I really can say, so I'm saying things. But yeah, yeah. You, you have them in. That means you guys are very connected. Yeah, you may be mad at each yeah. other, yeah. but me, you're I'm still. Me, I'm like not talking to him until like, like uh, he'll call me. Kids, your dad's on the phone because I'm. But I do that also. Yeah, but fighting. I'm not yeah, having sex still, with him either. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Are you you still, you still have your connection. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. still have your connection. No way. Even if, even if you're saying, don't 
kiss me. You're still, you still have your connection. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That's great. Yeah. But then I still You're won't still, talk like the next it, day. It doesn't <laughs> matter. He got laid. It doesn't he matter. Cares. Yeah. Because I want, I want he him to know like, I am. from you. He got his. You know what? And you Because I want to make my good. point straight that I'm still mad. Like yeah, I am still upset. No, you frustrated sure, me. But, but what you're saying I'm not is, sure the point was made. He's like, four. Nope. It's not made. You're, you're still mad at each other yes but yes you're still connected mm-hmm. you're still in it it helps Just you get over the that, fight yes. a lot faster yes it does don't you think that's awesome as a couple you can yes. have sex still yes you're mad at each other yeah. you don't talk through that yeah oh that's hell, awesome I want, I want to experience that yeah I, I, maybe you want to fight with me very rare hey tina if you want to experience fight with me we'll be mad at each other but then we'll still make out you'll still make out when you're mad at each other yeah. Yeah. After yeah. we fight. Yes. Oh. We're and then make fight. up. We're gonna fight tonight. <laughs> and then make up. We're fighting tonight, and we'll test it. <laughs> test the waters. Test it. I'll tell you guys all about okay. it. Okay. Next all right. Question. Next question. All right. What is real cheating? Ooh. Oh. What, what, what's real? Cheating? What's considered real cheating? I just is think, it just flirting? I think cheating is, is, it is has different descriptions. Yes. Yes. Physical. I know, but there's emotional. That's what I'm saying. It has different Uh, descriptions. Well, what's cheating for you? What what, do you define as cheating? I think it, I don't care if it's physical or emotional. The minute you are going to somebody else for what you should be going to for your spouse or your partner with, that's already cheating. Oh, hell, that I'm cheating every day. I know because you're coming to- I'm out. I'm out. You're coming to us for all of that. Right, I'm out. No, but you know what I mean? If they're going to somebody and they're getting what- they should be getting from physical their or emotional. Physical or emotional. That's already cheating. I mean, or money. Obviously, the emotional part sometimes I think hurts a little bit more because that means they're sharing and are more comfortable and are more uh, Inti- that's, that's intimate with somebody it's, else. It's, it's like, intimacy. really? Mm-hmm. We're married, but you feel more comfortable and intimate to tell them that, and I have no clue. But what if he has doesn't have that with that person? It's just sex. He doesn't. Talk. They don't talk. They have no. Oh, that's friendship. Still, it's that, pure that, sex. That's no still kissing. cheating, but that would be <laughs> just sex. <laughs> no that would be cheating, but that yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. I don't think I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think either of them are that, that forgivable. I'm like, oh. well, to are me, forgivable? No, are not. They're not. They're not. not. Okay, so my mother was cheated on by my father. And she took him back because it's always about the about the kid, right? And then the second time it happened, it's now it's shame on. Mm-hmm. Shame on me for so taking then you back. That was it. So I feel like sometimes in life, you know, you may take that person back, whether it's physical or emotional, because of the kids or the situation, and whatever it is. But the second time, then it was like that was my mom's. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Cut well, it well I think it. I think when it comes to um, marriage, said fall apart. It's not just one sided. Even if they they do cheat, it's like, are why are they looking? Okay, don't get me wrong. There's some a-holes out there that just cheat just because the hell they want to cheat, yeah. you know? But if you have conversations with people who do cheat, you tend to find that they were lacking something at home, mm-hmm. right? So they're yeah. going to go seek it out somewhere else. 100%. So both partners have to take ownership of that relationship. 100%, but that right. partner but that, that goes mean, outside. Right. My that, question right, is right. always, if you're the partner that goes outside, why aren't you addressing that issue before ended first yeah you know address that issue figure it out and then if you're gonna go go out without addressing the issue without what did you because i also think sometimes the one spouse is oblivious 
to some of the issues oh, like yeah. going on because the other person doesn't talk. They just get frustrated but, and then they go do their thing. Okay, so I'm going to play the total advocate, which I can't even believe I'm playing that because... Okay, Cheater. So, <laughs> I can't even believe I'm saying this. You're going to tell them you're cheating with me? No, I, I'm... Okay, so I was married twice now. My, my first husband cheated on me. And I was devastated. Like, we, we got married. I was 21. No, I was 20. I had our son at 21. And he was five years older than me. And in our first year of marriage, at my son's baptism, I realized he was cheating on me. I realized it was with somebody Wait, that I knew. Wait, was somebody there at the baptismal that he was cheating? Yes. Shit. Okay. Did so you I realized this. All shower? this, all. Now, but here I am later in life. Mm-hmm. My second marriage strong 23 years later or whatnot but in that i realize now that you know there was something missing so not not that i excuse what he did not that i'll ever like i forgive him and i've moved on from it but it did did it make our our like okay we had a send together so we we still have a send together but so he's happy i'm happy he's found someone he's the, the woman he's married to is the woman he had an affair with. They have two children together. They're happy. They've been together for 20, 25 years. We've been I've been married 23 years. So sometimes, even though it, it kills me to say, like, was that a good thing? Because even though I was devastated and I was so heartbroken and I was because yeah. I was so in love, that was my first love, everything was, I, I don't think it was ever good because my son had to live without his mom and dad together and he had a tough time with it. But now I'm looking and going, well, my life has changed so much because of it and his life for has the changed. better, for the better. But he right, didn't, but, so but, but, didn't have but to I think that's the too. point. The point, the point is, what if he would have addressed it, it and yes. you guys couldn't have worked but, it out and you guys would have still and separated. And, and just said to you, I'm not feeling it. I fell out of love with you. I think the whole cheating puts, yeah, 100%. you're in a great place, but think of what you had to go through to get there. Hundred percent, where you could have maybe oh separated my. without yeah. that devastating. Yes. All Take that away issue. all that stuff. But yeah. sometimes yeah. your life turns you twists that you can't yeah. control. No, of sometimes course not. Sometimes you have journeys that you go. Not. I wish it was this, but it it can't be that way because yeah. I don't think at that time in his life he could even have acknowledged what he did wrong. Like I don't think he realized. Until later in life, when he apologized for, that he could have. So, so I think we all like take journeys in different times of our lives that we go. Oh, for I sure. Wish I would have done this. I would. I wish I would have went left, but I went right, and so my yes. life turned this way. Oh, that's a really good question. We, I mean, that actually. Yeah, we can't. We can't ever go. Yeah. Oh shoot! Because that's the way we went, and then here's our life, and now you're here. So right. I, yeah. I, I, agree I agree with, with all that. that. I just I just think that that does so, like you said it won't excuse no, the whole it, cheating part. No, it will part. never. No, it won't it never. Yes. Excuse the whole cheating but part I forgive and that and that kind of But you have to forgive for yourself because that's going to eat you alive. Oh, and for your, and for myself. Yeah. And, oh, 100%. and for the kids that you guys have together because yeah. you have to be able to move on and oh, parent together. 100%. We yeah. Have to and I think things happen for a reason, though, too. Like, yes. if my mother would have saved my father, I would have still been living up north and had a family up north, never lived here, never my husband, never, never met had my husband. kids, never done any of this. Or we would have still been up north. Journeys for yeah. some reason. Yeah. That's actually how this podcast yeah. got started. So, yeah. telling everybody's story. So, kind of piggybacking off of that is 
you know, I know I don't think that's in here, but that was one of my questions that I wanted to present today was, is there anything that you look at that you wish you went left instead of went right? You know, like you, you made a decision in life. Okay. So for example, with myself, so when, um, I was going to school, I did my master's and right after my master's, I got accepted for my PhD and I did not go forward with that. And I always wondered what would happen if I went through with that and did my PhD and I had opportunity to work in Sacramento for the Department of Education. What would have happened if I did that? Where would I be right now? Right? Well, I think so. that's part of our big, what, like, what if we're all the, what ifs? like our big regret. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, when I decided to stop working, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I made over six figures. Yeah. I worked so hard to get there. And I, and for me, when he said, I think it's better if you give up your job because I, I, you know, I make this and you make this, but I made over, and I, it took me a while to get there. Yeah, because you worked hard I for worked it. I worked so hard. Yeah. I was like Mexican. I was like the only woman yes. in my field. I was like, so it was so hard for me. But when he said that to me, I was like, okay, I guess I should because I'm the woman, you know. So I look at that and go, what if I would have said no? And mm-hmm. di- But I have no regrets because I love the avenue I have now for but sure at the same for time sure. I go I yes. could have done both because yeah. I did it both when I was a single parent with my right. son you know so that that's probably my only left turn that I I think should I have turned yeah on. So, so really quick for those that are listening, I know you can't see us but every single woman that is sitting at this table today is a very successful woman so I just want you to know that and Amen. I, 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 I point that out because <laughs> I think so often we struggle as women with where we are and um, if we're a stay-at-home mom or we're a working mom, but every single woman here is a strong woman who is doing fantastic in their life. So I just kind of want to point that out. But is there anybody else? Cheers that- to that. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Salute, salute. So I think I'm going to bring up this one is um, I've always envied stay at home moms. Mm-hmm. I want to bring this up. You don't say. No. <laughs> no. She says, I, I have a job, a J O B all yes. the time. And so I come from like a working class family, and every woman and man, man in, in my whole family has always worked. Mm-hmm. You pay your taxes, we're middle class, we're working class, all this stuff. And so now that I'm raising my kids in a nice community, I run into a lot of stay-at-home moms, and I never experienced that growing up. Everybody had jobs. You were not a stay-at-home mom. You go to work. Right. You know, you contribute, yep. whatever. Yep. And so there was a time where I was very envious of it. You know, very, like, God, why can't I be a stay-at-home mom? I want to take my kids to school and drink Starbucks and oh look my cute. God, me too. And I want to be able yeah. to pick them up on time because I'm always late, and I'm always like, kids, stay yeah, at this yeah. tree, wait for me. Mommy's late. I'm trying oh, to get off work. Yeah. And trying to get to practice at 5, but my job ends at 5. So how do you get there, right? So then I became like a little bit of, like, bitterness. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily to my husband, um, not necessarily to my friends, but just kind of inside of me that I was always late and I was always, yes, within myself to be like, God, my goal was to be a stay home mom. Mm -hmm. But now looking back with my career that I've had almost 20 years, I have a master's degree. Also, I think it's also taught my children 
I have a strong mom that has took me to school, took me to practice, cleaned the house. I'm not a good cook, but I do try, but I'm educated (laughs) and I contribute to the household. So now that my kids are older and I don't really want to be a stay home mom anymore because they're out and about and doing Mm -hmm. their thing. I look back and I'm like, I'm glad I wasn't because I've taught my daughter and my son that women are just as equal and capable financially and as important. But there was a good five, six years. I, was a little I, I, I think I think that's like a normal struggle, though, because I can honestly say there, you know, I, I work and and I, I've stayed home as well. And when I stay home, I'm constantly thinking I should be working. I should be contributing. And then when I'm working, I'm going, I should be home. I should be here or that. So I think that's something that, that us women struggle with every single day. Yeah. Right. I don't think there's a single man. And forgive me if I'm wrong, because if you are out there, mm-hmm. that'd be interesting to hear your story. But I don't think there's a single man that gets up in the morning and worries about where the kids are going to go. No. Worries about how they're going to get to school. No. Worries about if there's going to be food on the table. I if mean, yeah, worries about the food on the table. They 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 have all the paperwork they have yes. to do. So, so my kids so were in camp yes. this summer, and my husband was off for a couple of days. And I said, okay, you're taking the kids to camp. And he looked at me, and he's like, was it the same camp as last summer? <laughs> and I was like, no, last summer was COVID. But the summer before that, it's the same camp. Oh, okay. I just want to know which one you signed them yeah, up for. My, my husband, the first time I had to have him like actually take the kids, he took them to the wrong school. <laughs> he thought they were still in elementary. elementary. And no, they're yes. in junior high now. Yeah, it's yeah. like, are you kidding? Well, it drives me kind of crazy. Like we have the same, you know, you know, we have these like link for our sports, right? Yeah. And it tells oh, us yeah. the calendar. So when I get a call and say, where are they supposed to be? Mm-hmm. Um, you have the same freaking ass no, calendar that I have. too. Yes. Yeah, right. You should know. Open up your yeah. phone and look at the calendar. So yeah. it's kind of frustrating to me. You don't have that because yours is the coach. So he knows because he probably right. knows yeah. more than yours. <laughs> My husband's always been that dad. He, he does drop-offs. He picks up from school. He makes their lunches. Wow. He volunteers at the school. So I've, I, w- my guilt comes in the form of I feel guilty that I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. Oh. Well, that's okay. I feel that's bad a, yeah. because I've never wanted to be home with my kids. I yeah. love my job. I love coming home at night and having dinner with them. I love that role that yes. I play. Because yeah. my kids are at okay. school all day. Yeah. So yeah. I don't feel like I want to be home cleaning or waiting for them to come oh, to I school. Don't. And I, Trust feel guilty about, I feel <laughs> guilty about that because... Yes. You know, most it's, women you talk to, they want to be home with their kids. They I, want to I, be at home when they but, come home from school, see, and I don't. I never see, have, but my husband knows that about me. When we first got married, I've always been like, I I, I don't have that desire. Mm-hmm. He's like, but you do want kids. And I did, of course. I, I, I love my babies, and, you know, yeah. but I've never been the one to want to be home with But right with there babies. was the thing where she said, I don't want to stay home. But a lot of stay-at-home moms, they don't stay home. You are the ones that are volunteering in the classrooms. You're the ones yes. that are. But that's what I coffee. don't want to do. Right. No. But when you say stay home, it's not. I don't want to volunteer. Right. I don't want to pick We're them the up. I don't want to drop them off. We're the ones doing all the snacks. We're yeah. the ones planning the parties yes, for them. We're yes. the ones that are doing. So it's 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 a give and take. Like I've done both, and it took me over a year to get used to not working. Yeah. And then when I decided to stay home. I was like, oh my God, is this it? Like type of thing. But then I, my friend always tells me, you are the busiest stay-at-home she mom She's ever. The busiest but it's mom. because if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. Yeah. I want to be so involved with my kids. I want every minute yeah. of them 
to be absorbed by me. Like I want to be there for And them. the women that do work couldn't do it without those moms. Right. Yeah, exactly. They, they absolutely exactly. Exactly. could go to work if I didn't have each other. Exactly, no. yes. Right. Exactly, appreciate each other. Appreciate each other. Like yeah. appreciate yeah. that some women go to work every day and become stronger women. Yeah. And then those that stay home, we are making stronger women. I have to share a story because um, I'm a full-time worker. I have run my own business. And I resented my husband for a very long time because I had to go to work and have my kids raised by somebody else. And there was a period of time where the public library had to raise my kids mm -hmm. after school because we couldn't afford daycare at the time. Mm -hmm. And I would be getting phone calls every once in a while, oh, the library's closed, you need to get your kids. And I am driving as fast as I can, getting in the carpool lane with nobody else but me, you know, yeah. and trying to get there as fast as I can. Oh, you get a phone call saying, oh, mom, somebody's looking at weird stuff on the computer. And it turns out like they're watching porn, you know? And so I felt really bad. And I that's what practically ended my marriage because I was just so resentful for my husband. Yeah. Um, but now, and there's another story. You know, my daughter had that sixth grade camp, and she was bawling because I couldn't be there. I had to work. I had to send somebody else there, and she just called me crying, crying, crying. So I cried with her. Right. It broke my heart because I had to go to work. Mm -hmm. But now, because I sacrificed so much, because I made it into a successful business, my daughter is thriving, right. and she is relentless. She makes goals for herself and she keeps every she single wants to one be of like them. You were the example yeah. for her. Yeah. You were the example for her. Because you did that. Yes. Yes. Take that credit. looks up to me and they realize now what I have sacrificed, right. what I have done for them or not done for them. Yeah. Because they used to blame me for not being there, right. for not playing right. soccer, for right. not being there to, you know. But now so they see it later. They, they see the sacrifice that, that you now. made yes. for them to have the life that they have. Cheers to that. Yes. Cheers, cheers to that. Yes. And moms. Cheers to that. Moms. Yes. Okay, so we have some other ones. Um, do you think your partner should know all of your history? No. 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 Oh, that, that was a unanimous <laughs> Good job, ladies. No. <laughs> no. said no. No. Yeah, no. Okay. Next question. <laughs> that was, that was, that was right. Okay, this one I'm gonna leave for the end. Okay, what's the hardest thing about parenting? Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Everything. Where do you begin? Okay. Everything. If you've so, done the right thing or you have not done oh the my right gosh, thing. Yeah. So that right? basically means yeah. everything, right? Right. Because I mean, I've gone to bed some days where like I was a little stricter with my kids. I'm like, God, did that really right. work? Or. Right. Right. Or as a little more lenient. Oh, did that give them too much leeway? You know, and I work with um, minor kids in my career and I hear a lot of both sides of the story, you know, and I work with families that done everything just like we have. Yeah. Our kids are in great homes, go to great schools and sports, and they just made a bad left turn. They met a bad friend and it just went left. Right. But they're great homes. It's so, oh God, that's a hard question. I think parenting overall is going to be difficult because we question every decision that we make yes. along the way. We question it from the time they come out of you. And yes. did I feed them the right yes. milk? Did I not yes. feed them the right milk? <laughs> did I do this? Did I, I mean, it Sorry. starts from the beginning and you question everything. So what's tough about parenting? Pretty much everything. Because if you were trying 
to be a good parent, you're probably questioning everything you do yeah. every single day about everything a decision you make for yourself. And nobody has it down. No. And the moms that say, oh, I've got this, everything's no. great. No, it's not. No. I'm not sorry, that, I can't no. even. That well, nanny that's no, on and, TV. No. Mm. And, I, and I will say, like, I have a 30-year-old mm-hmm. is my oldest, or he's actually 31, mm-hmm. is my oldest. And I have a 13 year old that's how, youngest. How many do you have? How many children? I have three children. How many children? Two. How many children? Two. 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 One. Four. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And in that, I would say from my 31 year old to my 13 year old, the consistent thing has always been love them unconditionally. Yes. I love my children with every fiber of my body. Like, I like, and, and that's how my mom was. My mom was never disappointed she was never she'd get mad she'd pissed we made bad decisions but it was never disappointed and she loved us unconditionally so i raised my children like that there's times where i'm so disappointed with them with the decisions they make but i love them and they yeah. know i love them they know I, you always have their back i always have their back i'm always gonna be there for them in their corner but do you tell I, them you're disappointed oh 100 percent and i and i and i tell them that I'm always in their corner, but it's not an easy corner because yeah. I feel like if you want to do something, you work hard at it, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna like be half-assed at it or lazy whatnot, I discipline. I'm like, that wasn't good enough. That's like, really? Like, you know, and, and my son, we had this conversation is who's 31, he's like, you were always so hard and in and, and the fact that you never gave us a break. And for me, I was like, you had more than I ever had. Right. Why should you have a break? But, Your so, life is a but break. The, the funny thing is, so I've had this conversation with other people, other kids, and they said, your kids don't know what they don't have. Right. So for example, our kids compared to- But they to, should know. They should no, know. No, no, no. That's but, where you go wrong. What, they should but, know. But hold on, hold on. So like our kids, don't have the same experience that say the kids that you work with or the kids that you work with, yeah. right? So they'll, our kids will never experience that yeah. hardship. But they should know. If they're not educated enough to know that there's kids that suffer out there, oh, they know that they know. They no, 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 no. They know that there's kids out there that suffer. They know that. Really feeling and understanding. Yeah. 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 Experience. Still, you have to. There's so, our, every single one of our kids, as I look at it, are so lucky yeah, they are. to oh, have yeah. everything they have and the parents mm-hmm. that they have. There's no excuses. Right, but, but I know, also, kids that I work with don't go home to a home. Yeah, They have That's motel vouchers. Right. And those kids experience something different than my kids. Like, my kids will not be but homeless. Never but, experience that. But, but the feeling to... There's no excuses then for me. And that's where I think I'm hard and my husband, my son has said. But for me, I'm like, but you have, I, we've given up so much so you guys have everything. You make the best out of what you're I don't think they'll comprehend that until, because they're in those shoes where they don't yeah. have that home. But not or only when that, they're but exposed they're, or they're, for example, I used to take my child to work with me and because I work with special needs students, my daughter started kind of having a lot more sympathy for those students because it, telling her was one thing. Sitting with them and yes. being exposed to them and socializing with them is a completely different right. ballgame. But I think also, and I think that exposure that is, is but different. But telling that as them, a parent, that's what you have to do. Right. But is, I think is also when they become parents, how many of us sitting here have like 
argued with our parents, then we became a parent and went, oh, that's why she or he said what she did. I don't know because I always, I mean, I think like as a, as a mom or as a dad, I mean, I, I'll, I'll just say as a mom, I think our number one job is just to love them. Absolutely. And then our second job is to make sure that they do what they want to do. And, and, and I think there's no excuses because we give them so much, whether it's finance, love, emotion, what they have everything, because look at where we live, look at the things we do. There's no excuses for you to want to thrive. Now, if you're to not to thrive, if they're struggling or they're what, then we have to help them out. But again, you have everything you need to go for. Yeah. No, I, I agree with have, that. That, but yeah. but I guess I for me it was more like the question: What's the difficult part? All of these things that yeah, we're talking about is, is difficult. Those yeah. decisions. Yes, you should love them. I think we are all in agreement with we should love them unconditionally. I don't think anybody's gonna be like, oh no, they made a mistake. Right. Screw him. You know. <laughs> I but when you scold them, but you know, did you? But, yeah. Was it too rough? Well, yes. No, 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 or should I have not scolded them? Did I not take her? Because regardless of you knowing that you gave them everything and you're giving them unconditional love. Do you not question at what you're doing to make sure that at the end of the day, you're still giving them the best. Right. Yeah. Right. Is Amen. that the best? Yeah. Or did I make a mistake here? Did I make a mistake there? Did I, I think that's but the overall thing. don't you think we're thing. all going to make mistakes? Of course oh, yeah. you are, right? Yeah. I make them every day. I made five today already. And that's why we're saying questioning Where's my kids right now? What kids? What kids? Oh, that's right. That's probably a mistake. You should be home with our kids. And none of our kids are here. Everything. So speaking of, you know, parenting. Oh, I thought you about to we're the kids. No, no, no. <laughs> what do you wish you knew about your body, like before having kids and now oh, having God. kids? Because we have, I, I can tell you, I my <sighs> body has changed from. Prior. I wish I would know how much <laughs> it was going to change. Yes. I would have flaunted it more. Exactly. Right. I, wish, I, would have I was just going to say body. that. Yes, I, I would have loved I myself agree with that. way more. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things go wrong right I there. remember like, looking at my mom, not normal and she had that belly roll, and she got out of the shower, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's never going to happen to me. Um, yeah, after your second kid. All that, and then yeah. some happened to me. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I wish. Kids in, so trust no, me. No, but I think yeah. I think that we can't even. I mean, not that we can't, but I think that at every step, like when I think of myself at 18, and I think, oh my God, I was like a hottie, and then I'm thinking, okay, in college, I like that was great, you know. Yeah. And then when I had my first child at 21, I'm thinking I lost all yeah. the weight right away. It yeah. bounced back. My body was so good to me. I'm like thinking. What the hell happened today? Yes. You know, but at the same time, I think, and I tell my kids all the time, is, is it's not about what you look or what size you are. Just feel good about what you're doing. I think like, you and I have had this conversation. Yes. We talked about yes. bikinis. Suits, bikinis. Bikinis. Okay, so I have a hard time with that. Oh. Yeah, wait, wait. Okay, so we well, talked about going to the beach, and she was like, girl, flaunt the bikini. Flaunt the bikini. And I was like, uh, no. The, and then, but cares? then after, you know, I think... You know, that's one of the things that we, we do as women. We're so self-critical of everything. And so it's like, you know. And they, then, okay, if you. Okay, if you want no. her to wear a bikini, how come you don't? Okay, I would, but. No, you don't. No, but You've never at, worn okay. one. So here's this one who who's hottie. She's, no, who's a hottie. She's never has worn a, a bikini. Has a great body and she wears board shorts, a t-shirt. I go, what are you but, but doing? That's all, but I think that's but also her. It was a bikini. No, but. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, 
it was a t-shirt two sizes and then we had a friend that was more wearing maternity she wasn't even pregnant i'm like what are you doing you guys are beautiful like show it listen, off but listen to your own listen to your own my backyard by myself <laughs> but that's okay. And I that's think we as women need to like we're so hard at, on ourselves. Right, we're so hard on ourselves. We need to like remember, like you know what? I got these stretch marks because I had children. Yeah. You know, I. So that, that was, was my biggest problem was my stretch marks. Oh yeah. So, so I didn't sure. get him after my first. I got him after my second. And I was like, where yeah. the hell did those come from? I got mine with my first and didn't get Me any too. more with my second, third, Me or too. fourth. Like no add-on, they were all they all came at the very first one. But I'm self-conscious in my own head. Even yeah, like when I'm intimate with my husband, I'm but, like, oh, let me I just put the tank top down a little bit more. I, like sometimes, because I'm so abrupt and I like say things, what? But so, that's why I, I try to explain to them sometimes when we go places is that you're so beautiful. Like our, your body is amazing. Just show it off. But do you Who think cares? it's? Do you tell yourself that though? Nope. See, and I don't lie. Sometimes I do. You're so, such a liar. You are such a liar. You've never been in a bikini. No, like, never. No, don't lie. No, no, for okay, sure. thank but you. That's because I know I'm bigger than them and I'm older than them. She's but, telling me to get a bikini, but her ass won't get in a bikini. Because you're I, I, like 20 years younger than me. I don't care. You look just as good. No, you birthed three children. I'm 20 years younger than you. But I think it's so easy for us as women to compliment you, compliment you, compliment yes. you, compliment you, compliment you, but, but be forget critical of ourselves. Be critical of ourselves. Amen. Right, 100%. exactly. So yeah. it's like, you know, when your friend says, I want to lose, you got it, girl. Oh my God, you look great. You don't need to. You look good. I'm just off on our stuff right, right now. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Take it off. Show me, show me what you're working with. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. It's your fault for providing all this food. So, but it's yeah. devastating as a female. I'm just going to say that yes. for me. Devastating after I had my second and nothing went back. It looked completely... Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. No, for sure. That hurts for your sure. self-esteem. It does. It, it, does. it hurt my self-esteem. Yeah, I'll be the did, first did, to admit it. I can tell you it hurt mine as well. But I like, think as women, no matter us. what, like, there's some times where I'll go up to heavier women, thin women, whatever, yeah, and I go up issue. to that, yeah, and I, and I say... You, you are good. amazing yes. because the fact that you're rocking what you're rocking and you yeah. feel good, like it makes me so yeah. happy. I mean, yeah. I, it's amazing. And I think more women should do that because mm -hmm. we all feel so, no matter what size you are, you could be short, tall, thin, fat, whatever, whatever we are. Confidence. We, we, we're insecure somehow. We're insecure somehow. Yeah. And when other woman comes up to you and go, what are you doing? Like yeah. you're just rock it. I think that's, the, the biggest gift we can give yeah. each other as women because we all battle That's something. probably bigger than even then a girl, guy. girl, I want you to rock it. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, for sure. Yeah. I mean, when another woman comes up to you and tells sure. you you look think, amazing. Have you noticed yeah. it's an American thing? Because if you've traveled internationally, oh, yeah. like I have, I go to those beaches and I'm like, these women have like the most amazing confidence. Yeah. yeah. All size women come no out in bikinis yeah. and they're like confident. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, I'm like I love this place, but what country so I can go? Spain, Puerto Rico, I, oh, I went to Spain. Costa Rica, Spain, Costa Rica. Spain. Yeah. I was the only one with the top on. Everyone was completely naked and, and topless. Sizes, right? All sizes, sizes beautiful, gorgeous. In I Spain, San Sebastian, on like the Basque, and me and my girlfriend, we traveled in college, and I we had bikinis on, and I was like, 
we are the only ones on the bikinis. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was like, okay, so, you know. When she said so she had a bikini it on, it was a tikini. <laughs> no, it was before children, so it was a bikini. I don't believe it. I have pictures. It's not true. We need to see pictures. I have pictures. We Anyways. need to see pictures. Okay. All right. We so got a rocket. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Kay. So here we go. Um, that was the body thing. And then, all right. So we all have young children, right? And oh, we're from God, 13 to my oldest is 28, your oldest is 31. How old is your oldest? 25. Okay, 25. All right, so what would you tell yourself that at that age that you know now that you wish you could have told yourself back then? What would you, what advice would you give? Because in all honesty, so, okay, kind of going back off the weight, one time I wrote on the mirror that I wanted to weigh a certain wait by a certain time and I got lectured by my eight-year-old and said really you wrote that like you're knocking yourself down so you, you don't I, realize I, you're yeah, knocking us your kid I, told you that. yes no, oh, yeah my I, kids are totally right but, but I'm just saying they're like educating that. us yes yeah yeah no. I meant that in a good way yeah. like they're yeah, yeah, educating yeah. us yeah, yeah like really you're gonna do that because right. what you do to your self-esteem affects us yeah so what would, what would you tell your younger self I would say love yourself Love yourself. It's going to be okay. Because when you're that young, yeah. the insecurities oh, and it's the be questioning okay. and okay, everything, yeah. I think, Jess, it's going to be okay. Just think, enjoy life. Yeah, it's going to be okay. So all those doubts. What would you tell yourself? Um, spend time with your loved ones because your parents aren't going to be here forever. And when you're young, you don't appreciate them. Oh, yeah. So I would say... Oh, way to get sentimental. Jesus. Spend time with your mom and your dad, because, you know... I agree. That's 100% true. Because yeah. sure. there will come a day when you're like, oh, yeah. they, I'm who I am because of them. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Good or mm-hmm. Whether you came from a good background or a background, a good, bad, ba- yeah. bad background, you're a product, a product. of your yeah. background. Yeah, yeah. So you can make the choice to, like she said, go left or right, right? So, mm-hmm. but what would you tell yourself aside from, like, you know, she said, tell herself to, don't worry, you got it's this. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. So, what would you tell yourself? Spend money, buy your spend money on yourself, and buy yourself things. You deserve it. I you love deserve that it. one. You deserve it. Yeah, splurge. And that's so funny because I whatever it is, I don't buy any means. Yeah, buy it. you don't. No. I am probably it, the cheapest it. person. She, you deserve she it. She is. <laughs> Feel guilty later. Feel guilty yes, later. Because, because. But you can always make it. You can always make it. I have to be okay. I have to make sure you me and my family okay. are okay. You know, you there will. might not be a tomorrow. Yep. Exactly. I know. You can I know. take it with you. But, you know, just, just, um, what's that word I'm looking for? Don't go overboard. You don't need but, to. Yeah, but just, nobody you know, wants to go overboard. Have fun. <laughs> right. Exactly. I do. I shop at Ross. You know, you could also go to Spend the sale rack at Banana Republic. For. I do. They're like 70% off sometimes. I do. I do. Yeah. I do. I, I, like, we all, I think, like, if someone was here and they were, like, in heaven and they were, oh. they came down and they were right here, they would say, it's a gift. You're here. Okay. I mean, obviously, if you're in heaven, you're in the greatest place ever. But if we're here, they would say, you're here. Live life. Like, yeah. enjoy it. Treasure every yeah. moment. Take advantage of the opportunities you're given. Do what, like, everything would be in a positive mode, not mm-hmm. negative. Not, don't be down on yourself. Don't, yeah. don't, don't do this. Don't worry about Keep diet. Don't worry about it. this. Don't worry. 
It would be more of everything being so, so as us being here, we should always think, what can we do today to make someone feel better? Yeah. What can we do to make ourselves feel better? What can we do to make life better? Yeah. The, I mean, that should be the most important because as we live and as we get older, I mean, I'm 52. I'm thinking I want to live my best years going forward. Amen. I want to be I happy. That. I want to be prideful. I want to be spiritual. I want to be everything that I can do until I'm not here anymore because I could have five years. I could have tomorrow. I could have 30. I, I've already lived half my, my life. Yeah. Honestly, I've lived more than half my life now. I will You know, you're not here hundred. for a long time. You're here for a good time. You're here, yeah. And what does that mean to all of us? A good what is a good is, time for everybody? Right, it might be different. A good time doesn't always mean to be, you know, partying. What it could be, me like be good to some traveling, your neighbor, traveling, be, be good to your friends, do things, making the connections with the people, right. That you love. Yes. Right. So I'm always those, about that. You, I'm, you can't go wrong with that. You can't you, go never, wrong with that. Never I, go wrong. I'm 100% always about my friends. I, you can never go wrong with that. My family, you can never go wrong with that. For, for me, it's all about making good connections and going, if I should die, to, if I should leave here today and somehow something happened to me and I die, that you guys say I left a mark. And that was to be kind, to be loving, and to be a good friend to everyone. I would be, I'd be in heaven going, that was what I wanted to I did do. It. I did, I did it. it. I did it. I did it. Yeah. You did it. I did it. That's really good. Yeah. I'm very happy. I'm very happy. I have no regrets. I had a tough time, uh, maybe for about four or five years. Mm -hmm. And then I met her. <laughs> she took me out of that shell. And she made me who I am. I mean, she made oh. me go out. <laughs> you did. So you did. You saved me, I think. <gasps> she did. Wow. I'm gonna cry. She did wow. because you I left was, your mark. She did. That's, that's, that was the story. That's a story. She did. That's what it's about. Way to make us cry at the end. It was supposed to be like this. That's. The way it's supposed to be. We should watch our friend now after that. But, that, <laughs> but that's why they say, you know, you, you definitely you do something. Leave a mark. Well, but yeah. Here I am. What I was going to say is that's why you have to have your tribe. You have to have your set of people that you know that you I'm can call at any time. Um, friends, I'm yes. all like, about my friend group yes. because I love them. I respect yeah. each one. I expect our differences. And I think that as together, we all thrive together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and one thing I'm going to piggyback off Tina real quick with you. I'm so sorry to say your name. God That's dang it. not my name. <laughs> Christina, you are such name a is George. great communicator on keeping yes. everybody together. You're very real. You're and real. I'm not. I am the worst communicator. Actually, no, these two are, but I'm not going to say any names. That's true. It's, and I'm probably the third. It's kind of third, fourth, and fifth. If right. And I will take full responsibility. I am not a good communicator or a great texter. I hate it. But this one over here keeps yeah. the group together. She keeps the yeah. the texts. Let's get together. What are we doing? We're spending the night. Get out of your house. Mm -hmm. Call it. Yeah. I'm taking a vacation day mm -hmm. next week. It's just she is really good at that. And I just want to say that. Because I love them, and I feel like I honestly, of everything, I mean, I have lived a good life. I really have. There are certain things I wish wish I could change, but I can't anymore. And so it's out of my control. The things I can change is being present. And for me, that means being present to my friends, my family, and doing things that 
is gonna like you're gonna go oh my god that was the best day I had uh-huh. and that's the most important thing for me is like because right. you know it's like you just don't know we just we don't uh-huh. know you know and that's scary yeah when I met her we were walking I joined her walking group <laughs> And uh, the dark squad. Yeah. Yeah. The dark squad. Now everybody's got. <laughs> Why'd you do? That? Everyone knows who we are. Sorry. All right, George. <laughs> okay, go. Christina. So I didn't want to go, but then I was kind of forced to go. Who was, was walking, walking in her, her treadmill in the garage? Yes. In my bedroom, watching uh, Criminal Minds. Yeah. Twice over. Good so that show. I could, yeah. So yeah. I love that show. Anyways, I was walking with her, and I thought, hmm. She picked me up. Why would she be walking with me? She must not have any friends. <laughs> Let's Let do her a favor. That's what she thought. Let me be her friend. Let me be her one and only yes, friend. Yes. yes. I thought she had no friends. Either that or she just moved into Chino Hills. <laughs> Until it's like every five minutes. Honk. Hey, Tina. Honk. Hey, Tina. George. Oh. George. <laughs> George. Hey, George. <laughs> And now you're George's friend. Wow, George. George is mad. <laughs> so I will say, you and this one's husband is. We have oh, yeah. last night. We we had some drinks and we were hanging out. And we have classified you as the mayor and the co-mayor yes, and assistant mayor. Yeah. Her husband That's and you. So and we're like, look at them. Because we look at her husband mingling, talking, wrangling everyone together. And we look at you and you're talking and you're wrangling everyone also together. So you and him, we you have votes. We have your back. Uh, there are a couple things I do need changed. We'll talk about those later. But I will vote for you and the husband. I would like you to do something about uh, street sweeping. Later. (laughs) Yeah, I can totally see it. All right, so the last question was really what brings you joy, but I think we've all kind of like touched base in it. But just this, this brings us joy. To joy. To joy. And talking about all women's issues. Yeah, yes. I, think I, think I think there's, there's so, so much more. So much and, more, yeah. yeah. So we could touch and we can maybe even have a part two, part three, part four, part five. I would, but yes, there's so much. Like, I, I think we just kind of surfaced yes. everything. We didn't really get too in depth. We could even just pick one of those topics yes. that we've talked about. But, but again, right this up. comes from women being together and yeah, sitting exactly. and talking. Exactly. And we're at a, a, a field watching our children play. and. Yeah. And do it, and we communicate, and we're talking, and we're like, "Hey, this would yeah. be fun." This would, and again, it's amazing because th- you know how many women at our home going, "I wish I had a group yeah. of friends exactly. I could talk." And yeah, yes, I met is- I met George on the field. <laughs> <laughs> I met Tommy on the field. <laughs> I met John on the field. One hundred. One hundred. I'm just the stray that George picked up. And I think it's great because I never was born and raised here. Like, and I yes. and I've always said that me and my husband we saved money to move on up. Yeah. From where we lived before, and exactly. we moved on up here, and so I'm very happy and very proud. And I've always said that. Yeah. Yeah. That I spent my savings on a down payment on a house out yeah. here in Chino Hills, and but I couldn't be more happy. That. Absolutely. Yeah. But the fact is, like you know, like one of the things that I'm really grateful for for this group is that I know, like I I, I am a working woman. 
but I know that it, no matter what happens or how much time has gone by and I pick up the phone and any speak yeah. to any of you, it's like no time has passed. Yeah. And it's great friendship and I'm really blessed to have all of you guys in my life. So thank you and thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. And that is a true friendship. Hosting this. Yes. Cocktails with Christy. Cocktails with Christy. Don't forget the tales. Part two, three, four is coming. Hey everybody, welcome back to Coffee with Christy. I have Jose Zamano with me today. I'm super excited about doing this interview with him. Yes, I'm super excited about that too. <laughs> welcome, welcome. I am honored to be in your podcast. I've always wanted to be in one and here we go. <laughs> oh, so exciting. So I know Jose because we both work for EXP, Correct. right? So um, I kind of met you. Actually, I joined DXP in February, and I think I met you probably around that time, right? Yes. Yeah. At the mm -hmm. other office. So mm -hmm. tell us, tell us what your position is here at this office before we even get started on mm. your backstory. Uh, well, um, uh, you know, I guess I'm the uh, branch manager. You can kind of say, yeah. but I kind of wear you a lot of hats. You guys just got that title, right? Yeah, but I, I think, um, I think. I mean, I, I'm the production manager, marketing mm -hmm. manager, uh, mm -hmm. you know, um, for, I, I mean, I kind of do a little bit of everything. I'm the head coach at the office. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I guess I just like to make the office produce. That's kind of like yeah. my thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you ever pass by our office, we happen to be in Anaheim across from Angel Stadium. Yes. You'll always see Jose whizzing by and he's got like a lot of great energy, <laughs> which is super awesome. And it kind of feeds on the rest of the office. So before mm -hmm. we even talk more about EXP, tell me, um, tell me a little bit about your backstory. So first of all, I know we talked about before you were even in real estate, what did you do before? Um, well, before, I, I mean, I've kind of been doing real estate my entire life. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I got a, um, when I was 16 years old, uh, my cousin uh, gave me the opportunity to be the front desk person. Oh, wow. Uh, and back in that time, we would actually have, we had files that we had to file. Yeah, right? yeah. And then, so I was the file guy. Okay. Uh, uh, but then I got fired uh, <laughs> because, yeah. <laughs> um, so I used to be into sports and, um, you know, uh, I would put my clothes in my locker room and then take the bus to the office. Oh, wow. So my clothes were super wrinkly all the time. Yeah. Where uh, were you living at the time? Um, in, uh, by, by South Coast Plaza in, in oh, Santa Ana. Yeah. And then you would have to take the bus to where? To Edinger. It was Edinger and Lion Street. It's kind of mm -hmm. like there's Home Depot around there, but, uh, my cousin used to own the building there. So, Got it. so I would just, yeah, I did just take the bus, you know, 30. You were still in high school. I was still in high school. Yeah. Doing sports. Yeah. After school would catch the bus uh, to go work in a real estate office. Correct. Yeah. And you got fired because you always look wrinkly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's why. Uh, yeah, because my I would stuff all my yeah. clothes in my backpack, and and then they were just like, "You don't look professional enough." And I was just like, "Okay, whatever." Uh, and then I went to work at Patton Oscars for a while. Uh, I was a busser there, and then I worked at Burberry actually. Oh wow! Uh -huh. I was the youngest uh, 
person in the whole entire organization. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. I was 18 years old. Were you doing sales? Uh, no, they didn't allow me to. I, I kind of was, but not really. I did more of like, you know, just inventory stuff. But mm -hmm. um, the funny thing is that I had gone to Macy's, uh, Sears, uh, um, I think it was JCPenney. Mm -hmm. uh, and they all told me no, that I didn't have enough experience. And as I was oh, walking wow. through the mall with my resumes, and you know, kind of doing this right, kind of with my head down. There was a gentleman. His name was John. Uh, I have pretty good memory. <laughs> his name was John. He was standing there. Um, he was from Hawaii, um, and uh, he actually let me borrow a CD uh, from Fifty Cent that I never gave him back to him. <laughs> but uh, 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 <laughs> uh, so but yeah. do you still speak, do you still speak to John? No, I don't speak to John anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Out there somebody yeah, has yeah. your yeah, but I have gone back to that Burberry store, oh, and okay. uh, there's there's a few people that are still working there. But how did you meet him? So you're just walking. Yeah, I was just walking down the hall, and I was kind of had my head down a little bit, and he asked me. He's like, "Hey, uh, are you looking for a job?" And I was like, "You know what? I am. I just applied at a bunch of places, and um, you know, um, they they told me that I don't have enough experience, blah blah blah." And he goes, uh, well, do you speak Spanish? And I said, yeah, I speak Spanish fluently. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, we're actually looking for somebody. Can you interview right now? What? And I was like, yeah, I yeah. can. Right? And then so uh, I got to meet Jean. And Jean was a 73-year-old British woman. Oh, wow. And uh, she was the one that was running that uh, Burberry store. And uh, she loved me. Wow. Uh, I just kind of started chatting with her. My interview process was super informal. And she was just like, you're hired. Start tomorrow. And then she goes, your position is going to be a little bit unique because we need somebody who speaks Spanish to be on the floor. Mm. Right. Uh, so what you're going to be doing is you're going to be working four hours, stocking and everything. And then four hours, you're going to be here at the store. Uh, so then she said, well, I'm going to need you to look professional. So I'm going to give you some clothes. Oh and I was gosh. like, okay, yeah, that's super cool, right? So then I got all burberried out. <laughs> um, you know, they give me, they hooked me up with some swag. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I worked there. Uh, I met Mimi. Mimi was a Korean lady, and her and I, we would get along uh, uh, so great. It's how I learned a few words, you know. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, you know, she taught me all those bad words, but I can't yeah, kind of yeah. say that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was it. And then, uh, and then I got a call from my cousin again and he's like, Hey, I know that, um, you know, um, I know that you're really good at math. And, uh, he's like, well, we have a position open for a loan processor. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'll take it, you know, and, and, and were you still, you were already graduated high school. Right? Yeah, I was already, gra yeah, I was 19. Before we go further. Let's kind of go to your backstory. Were you born here in the United States? No, no, no. So I, I wasn't born here. I was born in Mexico, in Acapulco, Guerrero. Mm -hmm. um, Elvis had a movie there. Uh, <laughs> there's a song from Frank Sinatra. Uh, it used to be really popular. Uh, actually, cool story. And this is, uh, I, I actually want to visit this house. So John F. Kennedy mm -hmm. and Jackie Kennedy uh, actually had their honeymoon in Acapulco. Oh, wow. And there's their, the house exists. That they stayed in? That they stayed in. Oh, wow. And it has a natural uh, ocean pool. 
so they they wow. kind of carved it out yeah. and then so the water from the ocean comes, comes in into the, the pool. pool yeah so it's super cool so i want to stay there obviously with my wow, fiance yes. um john f kennedy is one of my favorite presidents so that's it's like awesome. uh yeah so that's something i kind of want to do um and then um the other thing um so yeah so i you know i grew up in mexico um a little bit on the outskirts of acapulco um my mom migrated to the United States when I was three years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I stayed with my grandma. Uh, my, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then so my my mother uh, actually was a nanny here mm-hmm. uh, for um, a Jewish couple. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, they're actually my age. So she thought she was kind of like raising me in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them was a boy, there was a girl. And, and um, you know, so that happened for a while. And then... Um, during that time, my mom would come and visit, you know, from time to time. Uh, but every time she had to come and visit, she had to cross the border again. So was she crossing the border? Illegally. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 So so she had to go through the desert wow. every single time she wanted to come and visit me. Wow. So now looking back on it, it's like, what a sacrifice, right? Right. And uh, she told me a few stories, you know, of her crossing. And was she by herself? Well, I mean, they, they it was no. in groups, you know. Right, that they... but, but as far as, so the people that she crosses, she didn't know. She went oh, yeah. To, yeah, so technically yeah. she's by herself yeah. in this yeah situation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then she got lost one time. Um, yeah. And then, so she only had like a gallon of water. And um, she somehow, you know, got to a road and was able to kind of make it. Um, but she was like, that was kind of scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I just remember my mom coming and, and bringing me gifts. Uh, I remember when she bought me my Nintendo. Uh, so I was like the she kid. She was trying to give you a better life. Yeah. My yeah. mom was trying to give me a better life for sure. I, I mean, she reminded me of that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she would always kind of tell me, you know, that's, that's why I brought you here. Like she would always just, uh, every single time I, you know, every opportunity or, 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 or. Or, you know, something that I didn't necessarily want to do. Uh, she would always be, well, that's what I brought you here. I brought you here for to, to have an opportunity. How old are you when she brought you over to the United States? I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. So, um, but just. So from three to nine, she was going back and forth, working here and then going. Yeah, there. like, like, but she, yeah. like, sometimes it would be two or three years mm-hmm. which, before she would even come and see me again. Wow. So it wasn't like she would come every year. It wasn't like it was. A quick drive or a quick flight. Yeah, yeah. She had to go through some hardship in order to see you. Correct, yeah. mm-hmm. correct. And then is uh, it just you, or do you have siblings? Yeah, so I have my sister. Okay. Uh, uh, my sister, uh, but my sister was also in the United States. Uh, so um, you know, it was just my grandma and I. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always say, you know, grandparents make the best parents. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think my, my grandma taught me a lot of things. Um. um you know, one of the things that I kind of tell people is like, uh, as a child, I was never yelled at harshly or even hit. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't get spanked, mm-hmm. right? And um, so I learned to uh, respect people through love and caring. Uh, and I think I think that kind of is kind of like my persona now too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I, I don't like to, you know, I, I just kind of do that. And then I think that's how I earn respect from a lot yeah. of people. Um, and then when I was, the funny thing though, in, in Acapulco, everybody's a salesman. Is that right? Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> a salesman. Everybody's either selling a product or something. Wow. Right? So at five years old, 
I was uh, going around to my neighborhood and selling a service of going to the groceries at the mercado or to go buy tortillas. Wow. Uh, so I could get a little bit of money, you know, wow. and do my thing. So what what made you decide to do that at five years old? Thing because most five years old, you know, five year olds, they're yeah. heard like playing with their friends, and oh, yeah. here you were. Yeah. You're a little entrepreneur at five. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's pretty common there. Like, people yeah. people do this. So you know? it was like a common conversation for everybody to say, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. Or, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, there's That's... always some sort of hustle. Yeah. Yeah, so some people would sell gelatin. Do you think you were five years old when you learned that you needed to hustle? Or do you were you younger? No. Like you... the concept of going out there and pretty much you're making a living at five years old. Yeah, yeah. The 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 what I liked is buying stuff so I can make my kites. Got it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then uh and then obviously soccer is a big pastime. And mm -hmm. then uh where we lived, if we kicked the ball uh at the right time, a car would come by and pop our ball. So uh uh <laughs> we had to go buy another one. Right? So so that kind of happened quite a bit because uh, we will play a lot of soccer. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, so so that's that, that was the need for that. Um, Got it. But, um, you know, I, I love my childhood. Yeah. Uh, I tell people I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, I kinda, for sure. Yeah, because I, I got to make my own toys. Yeah. Uh, I got to... You appreciated everything that you had. Oh, yeah, right? no. And it was so yeah. much cooler. Like, now looking yes. back at it, I had so much more light. I had so much freedom. Yeah. I could, like, I literally, at, at that young, I was roaming around. Like, I know it would be kind of crazy here in the United States, but I was roaming around my entire neighborhood. Yeah. You're talking a few miles. Yeah. Okay. And then it's like. Uh, I, I think, I think though, here in the United States back then, I know, because even when I was younger, I remember, like, being out. My mom didn't know where yeah. we were. We were up the street somewhere. Mm -hmm. And you just knew when it got dark, it was time to come home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's kind of lost it's, now. Yeah, it's definitely lost. Yeah. I wouldn't let my kids. <laughs> I'd be like, where are you going? <laughs> they, they go, uh, our youngest has to take her uh, older siblings as bodyguards, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then so um, another uh, kind of caveat to, to, to my childhood was that I had uh, uncles that were kind of pretty wealthy. Mm. And uh, so... Did they all live in Acapulco? Yeah, yeah, but they lived in a, in a different area. Different area. Right? So in, in my house, uh, sometimes we had to go get carry water from a well so we can have water. Right? Uh, we had to heat up water to take a hot uh, shower. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, we didn't need too much of that because it, it's hot it's in Acapulco. Nice. Yeah, nice uh, weather. But, um, you know, things like that. Um I slept with my grandma. You know, I've never really kind of had my own bedroom until I was like 19. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, then I would go to my uncle's house and uh, he had like three nannies. Right. Yes. He drove the coolest cars. Mm -hmm. uh, he had a suitcase. And I what was did like, he do for a living? In he was a banker. A banker. Yeah. Uh, for Bancomer. And then that never, did you ever like look at your uncles and go, I want to do what they're doing? Yeah. That, that, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I would see my uncle uh, with a new car. Mm -hmm. uh, he was one of 13 kids. And he's the one that kind of helped them, uh, you know. Uh, and I was born the same day he was. So I'm named oh, after him. Wow. And, um, you know, I always kind of looked up to him in that, in that sense. And uh, he kind of really kind of helped a lot of people, um, like in his family. Mm -hmm. Parties were always at his house. Mm -hmm. He always kind of had a bunch of stuff. So I, I definitely appreciate him for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and... 
you know, just kind of seeing kind of what he did, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, my aunt, too, was amazing. Always kind of welcoming me. Welcoming. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, understanding that, you know, her sister was out here trying to give me a better opportunity, which is my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was just kind of fun, you know. Um, at that time, I ne- had never met my dad. I didn't have a concept of my dad. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know his name, I think, at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, that was kind of it. And then my mom one day tells me, uh, hey, you know what? We're going to go to the United States. Uh, we're going to go to Disneyland. And I'm like, Disneyland? What? <laughs> and at this time, I still hadn't really kind of like, you know, had hamburgers or like pizzas. Like yeah. that, was, that wasn't like a thing for me. Yeah. Uh, but I did have crab legs and lobster and that kind of stuff because we actually used to go to the ocean and fish and, and do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so it's kind of like a funny so, thing. So funny because everybody here is like crab. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, we all want that. Mm-hmm. And over there, you want a hamburger. Yeah, and, it, and it's so funny because then you get here and it's like, oh, you eat is hamburgers and now you want crab legs. And like, so it's, it's a funny kind of way yeah. that kind of thought process. That, yeah, yeah, that happened. So, um, so yeah, I, I was super excited to be part of my soccer team mm-hmm. because by the time you hit fourth grade, you could uh, join the soccer team. Nice. So I was like, um, next year, I'm going to be in the soccer team for the school, and, like, I'm ready to go, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, I was I was asking my uncle to buy me a pair of shoes, uh, and then my mom, you know, kind of goes, hey, well, we're going to go to uh, the U.S. and just going to go check out this land really quick. And then oh. so we ended up going to Mexico City first, and then we went to Ciudad Juarez, and then they started fingerprinting me and doing all that kind of stuff because my mom was able to get a resident uh, nice. uh, uh Nice. A card through, yeah. you know, um, I think in 1994, they had something kind of like that happening. Mm-hmm. She had applied already. Mm-hmm. Um, and because she was a single mother, um, she it got helps. a great yeah, yeah letter from the Jewish family that oh, she was taking care nice. of. Um, and then so that kind of really helped. And, um, you know, um, I get here and then I'm like, then my mom's like, oh, yeah, we're not going back. And then I'm like, I started crying. Oh, yeah. Right. Because I was like. My dream of being becoming a soccer star was <laughs> out gone. the window. Yeah, yeah. And, so you uh, thought, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. You're fourth grade. Yeah, You're nine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, all my uncles played soccer. They were like super known in our town. Like everybody respected them. And I've all the kids I played with were way older than me. Mm. So, um, yeah. So sure enough, you don't get here, and then like. Even my own cousin wouldn't make fun of me because I didn't speak English, right? Like, he didn't want to kind of hang out with me. Uh, he was let- embarrassed to the fact that you didn't speak English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so... You're not the only person that's ever said that. I've heard many people who have said when they came and they didn't know English that they were... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it, uh, for me, it's like, uh, I mean, I would kind of like, eh, my mom would get more upset than, than I would. Mm-hmm. Um, How did you learn English? Um, well, I, you know, all, all, all he spoke was English and then all his friends spoke English. She just picked it up. Yeah. And then I actually remember the moment where I knew that I knew how to speak English. You remember that moment? Yeah. 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 I was watching uh, street sharks, which is a TV show. Uh, it's, uh, for, uh, it's a cartoon of like street sharks. And, uh, <laughs> the guy was, um, I, we were, it was channel nine. And, uh, um, I told my cousin, I'm like, because we slept in the living room, right? Uh, you know, uh, my my aunt had her bedroom. My mom had the other bedroom. Uh, and then, uh, you know, yeah, we slept yeah. in the living room. And then, so uh, we were sitting there, and I was like, 
are they speaking Spanish? And he's like, no. And I'm like, I swear to God, I'm listening to them in Spanish in my head. Yeah. Like, are they, are, are they, are they, are they speaking? And he's like, no, dude, it's in English, like Channel Nine, right? And then I was like, oh, okay. So that was like the first moment that I was like, I was translating already everything that they were saying. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, then I go into school. Uh, three months later, I was able to speak English. I passed my ELD mm -hmm. uh, uh, classes, and uh, Miss Martinez was uh, the lady. Uh, teacher I, mm -hmm. I had Miss Peck who was my fourth grade teacher Miss Martinez was uh, my English or like how, how to learn how to speak this that yeah. was the first school um, that was doing a program like this Wow um, so I was very lucky on that end um, and then so I had to come in an hour early to mm -hmm. school and I had to stay an hour later oh wow yeah so so in the morning you would practice English and then the evening or after school, you would practice English as well. Yeah. Or they would help you with whatever. Yeah, and then do. during the day. So, like, during, like, yeah. um, English class, uh -huh. I would go to that English class oh, with her. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Even some history, I would go in there. But, like, uh, math and science, I would stay mm -hmm. in the regular classroom. Mm -hmm. um, so, we did that. Did they have a soccer team at your school at that time? School? No, they didn't have a soccer team, but they did play um, kickball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the first time I go up to bat, I fucking, uh, sorry, I hit a home run uh, off the first kick, and I'm wondering why these kids can't kick the ball. I'm like, why can't you guys kick the ball? Like, this is the easiest thing. I've been playing soccer my entire life yeah, yeah. at this point, right? So I'm like, why can't you guys kick the ball? Like, this is the easiest game in the world, mm -hmm. All right? So then, you know, that started happening. People started picking me now as mm -hmm. the, as, as like, as the, 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 you know, I want you on my yes, team, you know? Yeah. So. You were first draft. Yeah, I was first draft. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, but, um, you know, uh, my mom really kind of loved Miss Martinez. We would always uh, buy her some, uh, like earrings yes. or stuff, gifts and stuff like that. Um, because she was such a big influence on, on, on me and, and, you know, Miss Peck was so nice and the math have, test. Have you ever reached out to those teachers? And no, but I've seen, uh, my fifth grade teacher was with Mr. Baker. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Mr. Baker, uh, uh, I, I've seen him a few times, uh. I just said hi. I was like, I was in your fifth grade class. That's awesome. And he was like, what? Who are you? <laughs> uh, um, but. Um, That's awesome. Um, uh, I, I, you know, probably he walked away, at least from my experience, when a past student comes and says hello. I think that's like a. That's like an honor that they remember you. So it's pretty cool that you went up to him and said hello. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you yeah, know. Uh, and um, so in fifth grade, um, I obviously already had learned how to speak English. So in fifth grade in that class, they surrounded me with all the kids that didn't know how to speak English, and my job was to translate for them. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I got that opportunity. Um, and, oh, going back to fourth grade, a fun fact was that I found out that through the book club and the reading club, if you got first place, you would have a pizza party. <laughs> so <laughs> being competitive... I uh, read a bunch of books, um, and that's I think that's also something that helped me uh, pick up English, English. A, lot, a lot faster. Um, but the, in the beginning, I was reading a lot of first grade and second grade books. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't okay when you have fourth graders that right. are making fun or of you. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah. So I, um, but I didn't care. Right. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, I don't care, whatever. I'm going to beat you guys anyways. Mm -hmm. So I would read like 30, 40 books. Wow. Right. Like like uh, just as many as I could get my hands on. Mm -hmm. And then so some I would be sitting at the computer taking tests literally like all day. 
right? Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to win first place. Um, uh, just at least top three so I can be in the pizza party. And yeah, I was at the pizza party every every quarter. Um, Did you and, get first place? Uh, I, I don't recall if I ever got first. Um, but always in the top three. Yeah, but I always in it. the top three. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it was top three or top five. I'm not 100% sure. Did you ever eventually play soccer? Uh, yes, I did. Um, in high school? Uh, it was I, so I attempted to play when I was in sixth grade, um, but I got hurt. Oh. And because um, the funny thing is that I went to go try out for the team for the ten or twelve year olds, mm-hmm. right? And the coach is like, "You're too good." And I, I nice. still at that time I still hadn't played, and he's like, "We're gonna put you in the fourteen or sixteen team." Oh. And how old were you? Twelve. So I was like, okay. So I'm, I'm like, yeah, let's do this, right? So you know, I still hadn't played for a while, so I was still kind of rusty. And then um, I get in the game, and um, you know, they, I get kicked, I get, you know, they, they slide tackle me, and then I come home all like limping and everything. And my mom's just like, you're never gonna go play again. Oh. She goes, if you get hurt and you break an arm, like I don't have enough money to pay for that. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, what? Like you know, so I was kind of bummed out. Um, and then that was really kind of it. Right. And then, um, I think, uh, well, um, I think it was in until high school. Uh, well, in eighth grade, I picked up basketball. So I started playing basketball and again, uh, I'm a pretty competitive person. So my best friend was the high school star. Mm. So I just, he would go practice and I would just shadow him. Mm-hmm. And I love pra- I love putting in work. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that's like built into me. So mm-hmm. I enjoy the process. Are you an early riser? Um, sometimes yes. It d- depends on how late I go to sleep. If I go to sleep at 10, I will wake up like at 5 36 in the morning. Mm-hmm. But if I go to bed late, then I'll wake up late. You okay. know, so so I I don't I've never had an alarm clock though. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't I, I, I wake up when I wake up. That's like automatic. Your body's already programmed. Yeah, but like sometimes I oversleep. And I just think, I just, in my in my mind, it's like, you know, your body knows when to wake up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So so just leave it alone, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of my attitude towards that. But, um, yeah, so I, I picked up basketball. I would practice every day, 12 hours a day. Wow. Yeah, yeah, like from morning to the end of the day. I would, wouldn't go home without, you know, shooting at least 500 shots. Wow. Uh, so my freshman, yeah. So my freshman year at, uh, uh, in, in, high, in school. high school, I made the, um, I made the freshman team. Uh, and then, uh, my sophomore year, I made the JV team, but I didn't like how our schools, like the, 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 the basketball program, mm-hmm. it wasn't as intense as I mm-hmm. wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm like, competitive. Yeah, like for me, I'm like, why aren't you guys practicing every freaking day, right? Like, why yeah. aren't you guys like shooting like me or like doing stuff to to yeah. get better? Like, I don't like to play a game and lose. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not this is not for me. So then, I started watching our soccer team, and our soccer team was really really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just inspired by the work ethic they had and everything. And I would just watch them, watch them, and then eventually the coach came up came up to me because I would sit and watch them play. And the coach came up to me and he was like, hey, what well, do you want to play soccer? Why do you come here and just watch us all the time? And I said, well, I used to play. I don't know if I could play anymore. I haven't really played since I was nine years old. Uh, he's like, well, come and scrimmage with us. So I did. And uh, he goes, I think you're good enough to do this. Uh, and, um, you know, a lot of the 
kids that I played with actually played on professional teams. And wow. uh, actually one of them became a player for the U.S. national team. Wow. So, yeah. And then so I, I, got, I got to play our freshman year. Then I got to play JV. Uh, and then, uh, you know, my, my senior year, I kind of just whatever, you know. By that time, you were already working. Yeah. Uh, right. And real estate. So yeah. you were already veering off to another direction in life. Yeah. I mean, um, I think it just kind of came about. It wasn't something that I really kind of chose. Mm-hmm. Um, but like anything, I put in a lot of time. Yeah. So. Do you still play soccer? No, no, no. Not anymore. Uh, How about basketball? Not really. I shoot around right now at my, at my house just because I want to kind of, you know, uh, get back into kind of some sort of activity, mm-hmm. um, especially with real estate. You know, it occupies a lot of your mind and even when you go home. Um, but I picked up cooking. I love cooking. You tell me that, yeah. Yeah, I love cooking. You have to cook for us one day. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, and I make up a lot of dishes. Um, so the other day I made a tortellini with a chorizo uh, with like a, like a cream and Parmesan sauce. So it was pretty good. So Daniela gets to be like the, all right, what are you cooking for me tonight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. is so awesome. Yeah, and then I cook her like all her family's like um, like whatever her favorite dish is. So for uh-huh. Mexico, so she'll be like, I want enchiladas, I want, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, taquitos dorados or. Do you cook every day? Not every day. Um, we I normally like to tell her like like to cook twice during mm-hmm. the week because mm-hmm. usually we go out and eat, right? Yeah, but you I guys t- are quite busy. Yeah, so so yeah, we have somebody that comes and cleans our house. Like mm-hmm. We're always like just working all the time, right. and we're kind of exhausted by the time we get home. Right. Um, but um, yeah, I really enjoy the process of cooking. The more labor intensive it is, the mm-hmm. better it is for me. It kind of gets your mind off of everything, fr- away from work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's soothing for me to cook and just to watch like the whole process, and you know, like I really try to. I really try to make how, it really good. How did you get into cooking? Well, my family cooks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I noticed it when I would go to other people's houses, and I was like, why is your food not tasting like my mom's? Uh, uh, but I wouldn't say anything. You know, I'm just being nice, <laughs> right? You do not come yeah. eat at my house. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so that, that, that kind of would happen. And then, um, you know, uh, um, I think just that, you know, my mom yeah. would put so much love into food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like my mom would go to like a very specific store just to buy cheese mm-hmm. and then go to another store just yeah. to buy like the tomatoes. I and, always think of really good chefs, uh, you know, kind of like the concept with like water for like water yeah, for, for chocolate. chocolate. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they said, however, her emotions were. That's how her food tasted, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I always think of a good chef as like that. It's like however their energy is, it's their love, their energy, and mm-hmm. their feeling that they put into it. Mm-hmm. And who are the best cooks? Yeah. Your moms and your grandmas, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because they're putting love into putting that mm-hmm. meal on the table for yeah. you. Well, uh, actually, funny thing, my sister became the best cook. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. sister is an extremely good cook. Mm-hmm. Like, Does she do that for a living or no? no? That's just... Yeah. But like you, it's it's that yeah thing that they, you guys just love to do. Yeah, yeah, and she, she enjoys like when people say, "Oh my God, this is like the best thing ever." Have you ever tried to convince her to open up her own restaurant? I have. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I can, yeah. Has yeah. that something that you have thought about venturing off to? Yeah. 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 Eventually. You're, you're kind of the entrepreneurial yeah. you know, personality. Yeah. So it's like you're doing this, you're succeeding at it. You're going to do something else. Yeah. You're going to succeed at it. So. Yeah. I mean, honestly, for me, it's like I just want to create, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the funny thing is that, you know, my mother's, I like to tell people, like, now looking back in the hindsight, like, my, my mother's own ignorance uh, allowed me to not have a ceiling, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, my mom could never tell me, like, oh, don't do that. That's too deep. Like, it's like, go for it, mijo. Yeah. You know, you want to do it, you go for it, right? And then, so, since I was nine, you know. Well, but do you think that that was ignorance or do you think that that was actually because she knew what she had to go through? Well, so, she didn't want you to have a ceiling the way no, she did? No, no, because... I. You know, I just think my mom never really kind of, um, like, she never kind of, like, my mom only went to, like, second grade or third grade in school, mm -hmm. right? But because she had to take care of my family. But there family. are people who have street smarts. There's, I always say there's street smarts and there's book smarts, right? Yeah. But um, then, so then when I get here, um, when we're, you know, when my mom was, like, um, like I had to translate for everything, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I was always, like, it's kind of like it was the opposite role. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like I was a parent. Got it. Right. Mm -hmm. So she would be like, how do I fill this out? I would fill out all the forms. Uh, and he had to do this, do all that. Even when I was a little kid, mm -hmm. um, I would, you know, do the laundry. Mm -hmm. I would, uh, um, you know, with her, obviously. Right, 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 right. But like if I had to go get water, I remember because my mom never didn't drive. So that was another issue. Right. Got it. So my mom never, never drove us anywhere. Did your mom speak English? No. Not a little How bit. did she watch children and did not speak? She spoke Spanish to them. Yeah. Did they speak Spanish? I'm not a hundred. I don't know. You don't know. Yeah, That's I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and my mom was always like a very like loving person. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like it to her to take care of kids was very natural. Yeah. Yeah, like extremely natural. Um, and I'm just kind of sad about that she won't be able to see my kids, but mm. you know, uh, it is what it is. Um, you know, so 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 that kind of happened, right? Mm -hmm. Of uh, you know, she would always kind of ask me for like, what do I do, mm -hmm. right? So when I would tell my mom, "Hey, mom, I'm gonna go do this," she'd be like, "All right, cool." Got it. Got it. It was like never like, yeah. oh, don't go do that. Like it's yeah. like, you know. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, so she really didn't like what she knew is what you and her experience together yeah 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 so. and then so yeah and i remember like we would have such a good time we would order pizza yeah. uh she would make uh you know all my favorite foods all mm -hmm. the time mm -hmm. um and at that time i was running like eight miles a, like a day so mm -hmm. i could eat as much as i wanted <laughs> and uh yeah so i would like stuff my face all the time and <laughs> and she you know, her salsas were really good. That's mm -hmm. what she's known for. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's certain dishes that my mom is Did known she pass for. any of those dishes down to you? Um, I think her susason, uh, which is also um, for my sister, I would say. Like, mm -hmm. that, that. that's also kind of where my sister gets a lot of, a, a lot of her. Um, because I, I feel like a good chef is, is somebody that's experienced, quote-unquote, good food. So that's why he knows what it's supposed to kind of taste Got like. It. So then that's why he's able to season correctly. Right. Right. So like my sister at the house, if I get there, um, sometimes she'll be like, hey, could you try it and tell me if it needs more salt or pepper? Right. And then I'll try it. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to put the, the, the 
with it, right? Because <laughs> um, I, 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 I yeah. tend to season pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's kind of, you know, um, where we, where I kind of, I think, get that uh, fearlessness. Yes. Right? Yeah. And then also, you know, having somebody like my mother who, who was fearless as yeah. well. Right? Who didn't give you any barriers. Yeah. yeah. And then she, you know, for me, is like, I just it couldn't imagine like, Okay, well, I'm, if I want to go visit my son, I have to fly over there, and then yeah. I have to cross a desert to come back. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, it's like... So she kind of didn't have... I mean, I would think that is also not having any fear because yeah. she came to another country, mm-hmm. and then exactly like you said, she had to go through a desert with people she didn't even know. Mm-hmm. She got lost. She still made it back. Yeah. I mean, so right then and there, that's someone that you can yeah. look up to and... You know, pass that personality mm-hmm. and that mindset down to your children as well. Yeah, yeah. I like to say uh, there's three women in my life. I grew up around women only. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's my grandma. My mm-hmm. grandma gave me wisdom. I love uh, it. My mother showed me love, and my sister shows me strength. You know, my sister um, has battled lupus her whole entire life. She had a kidney transplant. Wow. Uh, and she's a tough woman. Is she older than you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's uh, ten years older than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, she's she's just, you know, she's very kind of uh, very passionate. You know, mm-hmm. like my mom too. Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, I think all three of them were. Uh, you know, and it's just, um, um, you know, I, my my mom, my grandma would always kind of tell me, you know, always do the right thing even when nobody's looking, because that's mm-hmm. the definition of your character. For sure. Uh, that's who you have to, you know. Uh, show to yourself right mm-hmm. like every day like this is who you really are mm-hmm. um so i kind of always kind of carry that with me um even to this day i remind Do myself you used of that. to have your grandma with you no my grandma passed away mm-hmm. um and then you know and i started at that point um you know going back to after i got out of high school i i did the uh was being a loan processor uh then i um first three months uh, maybe it's a three-month thing with me. I don't know. Uh, I closed my first uh, refi, mm-hmm. which I messed up, by the way. I, did? I didn't, but the escrow company forgot that there was a prepayment penalty oh. when they gave me their sh- net sheet. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I closed the deal, mm-hmm. and now we're $5,000 short. So oh, wow. Yeah, so that was kind of a little bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, after that kind of happened... Uh, you know, we, we kind of were telling Esker, like, you got to pay for it. Like, we're not going to pay for it. And, and, you know, whatever. So it was handled. Uh, six months after, I was running all the refis for the office. Wow. A year later, I was running the How entire. How old were you? Uh, I was 19. Wow, 19, and you were running the office. Uh, oh, yeah, all the refi department. Yeah. And then I ended up running off processing-wise. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up running all the real estate and refi departments uh, because wow. I could work a lot faster than most. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just on it let's just go yeah yeah yeah. and then it was like uh, i really kind of stay there all the time i was getting paid two thousand dollars a month Mm -hmm. which to me in the beginning was like oh my god Mm -hmm. but then as i saw how much work i put in Mm -hmm. and and the amount of effort that i put in um um after two years i was like hey uh uh this is not kind of working out for me i need Mm -hmm. to get paid more money um and um uh, there's a company called bear stearns that offered me uh to pay me an eighty thousand dollar salary Nice. So when we from nineteen, uh, at that time I was like twenty one already. Well, but still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I already had gotten my real estate license. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Funny thing about that. Uh, so my cousin goes, "You need to get your real estate license." 
And I go, yeah, but I don't even do real estate. He's like, just get it. And I was like, all right, whatever. So he paid for it. Um, and the day that I went to the uh, test, um, um, like the day that the day before, uh, I was cramming because I didn't study for anything. Right. So I was cramming and I was like, oh, dude, I'm going to fail. I call him at six in the morning and I'm like, I'm not going to go because I didn't study and I'm going to fail. And he's like, just go. So at least you can experience what yeah. it's like. Yeah. So at this time, I don't have a car. Right. So I have somebody drive me there to take the test and I passed. <laughs> yeah. On the first try. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, That's oh, awesome. yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, I passed. OK, great. Uh, uh, now now it. <laughs> no. Well, now I'm a realtor. Right. But yeah. I've ne- I never practiced real estate. Mm-hmm. I just kept doing loans. And then I went to work at Bear Stearns, and uh, I was an account manager there. Um, and uh, I did that for a few years, and then the crash happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, pretty much all my family's in real estate, so a lot of them kind of, you know, everybody thinks that because my cousin's in real estate that I learned kind of everything from him. Uh, and I'm like, I only worked with him for a short period of time, and most of the learning, I learned it from the loan officer that was next to me helping me. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't kind of... Or through the experience, right? Yeah, through the exactly. experience. Yeah, yeah. And then, so I made great relationships. I had great friends. And, um, you know, people really wanted to help me. Because um, I would tell them, I was like, dude, I'm lost. Like, there was yeah. a girl named Lorena you were, Cervantes. You weren't afraid to ask for help. Oh, no, no, yeah. yeah. There was a girl named Lorena Cervantes. Um, and she was an account manager. So mm-hmm. I was on the on the loan processing side. And she was my, uh, my account manager that I would communicate with. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you're new, huh? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, all right, I'm going to help you. Because I would always be, like, funny with her and, uh, you know, messing around. And, and um, you know, so I, I, I would always build a good relationship with who I was working with. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can help me close right. more deals. So, right. yeah, for me, it was like I would make a phone call and be like, hey, I need I need you to do this. And it would just get done. And it was really kind of cool working with her side by side. But, um, again, went to work at Bear Stearns. She actually was the one that told me about that job position. Um, um she was like, you're not getting paid enough, dude. Uh, you need to go over here. And I was like, yeah. all right, cool. And then, um, so then that happened. And, um, you know, the market crashed. And an uh, uh, old friend of mine was like, hey, Jose, um, you know, I'm really busy and I'm processing loans. Uh, do you want to kind of, uh, you know, come and help me? You're a great processor. And I was like, sure, I'll go and help you. And I show up, and he doesn't have a lot of loans. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> he has a lot of work, but he doesn't have a lot of loans. Um, so it. we were doing... Um, because that, since when the market crashed, there was Yeah, like, this is 2008. Yeah. Yeah. You had more modifications going on. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So we kind of stayed away from the modifications um, because we heard a lot of people kind of were doing kind of crazy things. So we mm-hmm. were just like, you know what? We're, we'll stay away from that. And then we just kind of kept doing loans, and... I had to learn how to do an FHA loan. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to do a full doc loan because everything was subprime before. Uh, so I had to learn how to read taxes. I had to learn how to do all this stuff. Wow. Uh, and then so we went through that process. Uh, um, and then, you know, um, surely, like, we had, like, a little office, like, super small office. And uh, then we started doing more and more loans. And uh, uh, I ended up becoming the loan officer because nobody wanted to talk to him because he would never pick up. And then yeah. so they were like, well, well, we just, but I'm the process. I'm the one that's doing everything anyway. So they were like, just talk to you. I passed him. Yeah. All right. And then, so that's kind of how my career kind of started on that end. How did you transition from loans to real estate? Okay. So that happened. So, so when we were doing loans, 
the people in the, our office were doing loan modifications. Uh-huh. And people were coming into the office saying, hey, this person's not picking up my phone call. Right. This person's not doing this. And we were just started feeling very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. And then so uh, my partner uh, at the time, his name is Henry, uh, was like, why don't you get your broker's license? And I was like, okay, I'll get it, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I would go work 12 hours a day go home and study for mm-hmm. another two to three hours. Because this time I'm like, it's the broker test, so I have to study. Study, right? yeah. So I'm, I'm doing all of that. And then uh, the first time I went and took the test, I took it twice. And the first time I got a 74. You need a 75 to pass. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I did the test. 1%. Yeah, I did the test in 30 minutes. Oh. So I did. So each half is 30 minutes. So I did it 30 minutes. Is that all they give you? It's an hour to take the test? give you, I think they give you an hour and a half or two hours. Okay. And you did it in 30 minutes. Yeah, 30 minutes. Yeah, and each section. barely missed, missed it. it. Yes. Yeah, but I thought I just knew it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was just like, yeah, yeah, of course. I know. Having, blah, 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 blah. having a flashback from when you took your real estate license. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't cram this time. I studied. Yeah, no, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I then the, I got this. So then when mm-hmm. I get the letter, I was so bummed out. Mm-hmm. Because literally when I, when I took the test, and I, I I finished it so quickly. I was in the elevator, like screaming, like, yeah, yeah, like I'm a man. I got it. I got it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, right? A little but, bit of a humbling moment, right? Yeah, yeah. When I get the results, I'm like, what? And then I noticed that I misunderstood a few concepts. Yes. And then so I was like, oh, all right, cool. So then I had to retake the test. I passed it the second time. Um, super excited about that. And this is around like 2010. And at this time, uh, by this time, we already had moved offices twice mm. to bigger spaces. You're still working for the same company. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a little lady. Her name is Adela Olivares. Mm-hmm. Uh, she works around here. Uh, and then she kind of gave us an opportunity. She gave us a home. So, you know, I'm really thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, um, you know, I started uh, doing the loans and everything. And at that time, you know, we would kind of, you know, just... A lot of agents would ask us for for stuff, for favors, for things, and you know how it is in this business, you know. So, we would help with you know buying signs and, and things like this. But then, you know, I was starting to get kind of tired of it, and um, I was just like, okay, well, let's come up with a different concept, right? So I said, well, why don't we uh, do a flat fee concept, right? Because we already had seen Realty One and companies like this, so uh, we did a flat fee concept of like, hey, we'll do your loans. Don't ask us for anything but I'll charge you 500 bucks, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then, so that worked out for a little bit, uh, but then, you know, realtors are smart. So they, you know, ended up going another direction and then we're noticing the files drop and then they still want us to only charge them 500 and it just didn't kind of really work out at that mm-hmm. point. So at that time, I already had a company called Funded Mortgage, which was our, our mortgage company. Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, we opened a company called The Property Shop uh and so we started kind of doing everything through there and then i was noticing like um you know the trends right of people going online and everything like that so in Mm -hmm. 2013 i opened up another company called Mm irealagent.com right and it was like i am the real estate agent got it right Uh because it's like uh, because most people thought they're a real estate agent because they're looking at properties online, mm-hmm. right? So that's kind of, you still kind of get that now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the agent, I'm doing everything. I'm like, okay, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So we had a, a concept of giving them a cash back of 1%. Uh, 
so that year, I think I gave out $90,000 in 1% cash back incentives wow. to clients. And I thought I was going to get this wave of repeat customers. And yeah. I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. And I was kind of bummed out about that. I even have like the big checks and mm-hmm. everything um, uh, that we, we would give clients a big old check. Yeah. With the 1% on it. Yeah. And um, so that was kind of cool. And then so that's kind of how I started to get into real estate. Um, so at, at this time, I still have not ever wrote a purchase agreement uh, or looked at a listing or anything like that. Wow. I, I had my, you know, my team, my TC team do that. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided to start selling real estate because I wanted to have more control. Got it. So I told my business partner, I said, you handle the loan piece and I'll go ahead and do the real estate side. Yeah. Right. And um, I sent out 30,000 flyers. Wow. Didn't get one call back. Wow. And then I went door knocking mm-hmm. and it wasn't a great experience. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, this might not be for me. Yeah. And a woman, um, forget her name, um, but she came to our office and she was excited one day and she was like, hey, you know what this company called Zillow, uh, you pay them 500 bucks and then like people call you. And I was like, huh? She's like, yeah, you get, you get, you get uh-huh. their numbers and, and then, and then you could, you know, there's people that want to buy a house. And I always knew because it would always happen. Like I would be at an interview with, an, with a client and then the client only wanted to work with me. They didn't even want to work with their agent anymore. Yeah. So was this after you started with Zillow? Um, or just no before beginning. before mm-hmm. then like um, when I would inter- when I would be doing the loan the clients were like dude I don't like working with the agent like you're like way better like you're, yeah. you're doing everything and I'm mm-hmm. like well you know do you think having the loan background was what helped because you were more knowledge you came yeah. as a more knowledgeable agent than George down the street yeah yeah absolutely for sure absolutely absolutely now I think it's probably for every agent I mm-hmm. think it's probably a good way to kind of start. Right. Um, you know, because it, it gives you so much uh, ammo. Mm-hmm. Right? Having that lending background. S- what background are you think just even having some type of knowledge of the concept of how a loan works? Yeah. Un- understanding yeah. fully how loans work. It's huge. Huge. Mm-hmm. Huge. Because it, it allows you to... Uh, create the roadmap for your clients, mm-hmm. right? Agree. Yeah, if you don't have that kind of kind of understanding, it's really difficult to do that. Right. Right. So, how so, do you advise them? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of the initial start of the conversation, anyways. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's that's when I started Zillow mm-hmm. in two thousand October of two thousand thirteen. Wow. Okay. Uh, spent five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and uh, I closed my first client by January. Wow. How long were you a real estate? How long did you have your license before it took you to close your first deal, your first real estate deal? Since 2006 till 2003. Like, I was closing, like, a few deals, or sometimes I would do uh-huh. favors for people, like, in 2010, 2011, yeah. uh, but, but n- n- nothing under me. Yes. You know, like, that I got a client. Right. It was just like, hey, Jose, can I do this deal, you know, under you, whatever. Right. So, yeah, let's do it, right? Um, but then... Um, yeah, so that that's kind of how it happened. 2013 was my first So one. do you think that was what was the flip, the switch that just transitioned your career from not having anything for all those years and to now starting to have stuff? 
Yeah, well, we decided to 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 switch. You know, my whole thing was like, hey, I'm gonna close real estate deals. Mm-hmm. We'll take out the agents out of the way, mm-hmm. and then you do the loans, and we'll make more money this way. All right. You know? So where are you now? Where am I now? Um, now well, here we, we are in 2021. 2021. Your first deal in 2013. Yeah. Yes. And so, where did you? How did you grow from from nothing to where you are now? Honestly, just because a lot of hard you, work. You. So when I met you, mm-hmm. um, you were working for another company, correct? Yes. 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 So yeah. and but you were were you part owner of that? No, 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 no. Okay. No, no. So, so to, um, so from 2013 to like 2016, I owned Santa Ana on Zillow. Mm-hmm. I was paying like ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars a month. Wow. Right. So I went from five hundred to ten, wow. fifteen thousand dollars a month. So I was doing really well. And with six people, we we're doing like a hundred some million a year. Wow. Right. So then Berkshire Hathaway approaches me. Hey, can you do you want to partner up? I said yes. Automatically gave me seventy agents. Uh, but there were agents that were kind of fighting the system. Mm-hmm. So they didn't believe in kind of what I was about, right? It's mm-hmm. like this kid. At the time, I'm like 25. Yeah. Right? I got my broker's license when I was 23. Yeah. So they're like, you don't know anything. You know, yeah. what is this? So I'm having to fight that Who battle. are you that, that yeah, that you're young and I've been this for 50 years? Yeah. 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 So this, <laughs> this whole thing came about, right? And I was just trying to encourage them and tell them and all this stuff. And so um, then from there, I, I at that point, I owned a mortgage company, two real estate companies, and I was flipping houses. Wow. Right? So... You know, I was doing all of that at the same time. But, you know, I had a relationship with somebody and, um, you know, that started kind of going sideways and it really kind of threw me off. Because, you know, when you're when you're a, a, a bullet train and you're going a thousand miles an hour, somebody throws a stone in it. It's just like right. it derails you. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was going a thousand miles an hour. Right. Like I'm at this time, I'm like 26, 27. I'm just like. Like living life. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing really well. And. um you know, I kind of come to that situation and it, it was, it just kind of threw me off and, and I started fo- not focusing on it. And, and, you know, again, here I go again, you know, boom. So this is probably like my third or fourth at that time fail that I had right in my, mm-hmm. in my career. Uh, but it was probably the biggest one, the most impactful one for me so far. Um, and, um, was it that you lost sight of what your goal was yeah. or, yeah, I lost sight of myself, of my goal, um, what I was really kind of trying to do. Um, you know, I wasn't really happy, mm-hmm. right? Um, because I'm o- I'm a very free spirit. So yeah. I like to be around people. I like to go out. I'm very spontaneous. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't like to plan anything. Like, I could just be like, let's go now. Boom. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of like that. So having restrictions for me doesn't allow it's, it doesn't sit well with me yeah you know it just it, it really kind of irritates me if i'm not like that in my business like i can't be like that in my in my personal life, life. So, yeah. right so I, I have to have that freedom so then that kind of happened and what was your aha moment that said you know what I, i'm not going down the path that i had set for myself i need to change this well it took a while to get there mm-hmm. um were so- you aware yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wrote a quote that said, um, even in my darkest moments, uh, 
I did not feel alone, nor did I feel sorry for myself because I always knew I could change everything in a second. Mm, very good. Yeah. So. Very good. Yeah. So. So, uh, so what was that second that you decided to change? Um, it it, it it's um, you know, uh, at this time, uh, I'm, I go through the breakup of my relationship. I lose everything. I lose all my companies. Wow. Everything, and uh, I you know went to live with one of my friends. And, uh, you know, we were roommates and stuff. And You went uh, from having your own place to now being a roommate again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've lived in a really nice place. Uh, mm-hmm. um, a lot of parties, a lot of stuff like that, a lot of self-sabotaging, uh, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, you know, it was two years of that, right? I never had smoked in my life. Now I'm smoking cigarettes, mm-hmm. right? And uh, just drinking a lot, right? And... Um, it was a lot of like repenting and feeling sorry and you know um you know i felt kind of bad because she was a, a mother and now i'm leaving the single mother again and my mom was a single mother my grandma was a single mother um so it, i kind of felt bad i paid her rent for a year after i broke up with her even though she was in another relationship mm-hmm. which is crazy now and right? this isn't and this was not your child correct yeah this is not my child yeah mm-hmm. so like that whole thing it was really difficult and and then i'm still trying to help her right uh and she's actually in the real estate industry and um you know uh, i i learned that when somebody's down even if whatever they did to you don't 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 kick them you yeah know? You know, just just stay away, yeah. right? But like me helping her, and it was a lot of like, you're the worst person I've ever met in my life, uh, and and to hear that kind of stuff. On you're my- helping her, and she's giving you all that. Yeah, yeah. And then so so why are you calling me? And I'm like, because you called me. And yeah. like, why are you? Uh, uh, she called to give me her advice on a deal, and I would give her advice, and it was like. You see, this is what you do, like you know this whole. But she was quick to take your money. Yeah, quick to take the money. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and then even one time asked me for it, and I was like, "Aren't you in a relationship?" Yeah. Right, and then she got upset at that um, for obvious reasons, but you know, it just it, it didn't go well. You know, I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I learned she she was a, a great woman. You know, uh, um, she taught me a lot, definitely, and she told me. She's like, all I'm doing is training you for the next one. Because <laughs> uh, she was nine, 10 years older than me. Uh-huh. But I, 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 I would say so. You know, a, a lot of the things that I do with my fiance now are definitely things that I've changed. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not perfect, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of things that now that I do that I definitely wouldn't have done before. That mm-hmm. I wasn't conscious of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always been very kind of just going, going. So I don't I don't take time to think about slowing down and you know mm-hmm. things like that um i'm just kind of going so um at then at that point you know i'm living this crazy life right and uh you know i still have my company but i really don't even want to have any responsibility i'm like just tired and beat up and like i'm done mm-hmm. right so i told my cousin i said hey you know what um I, I need a place. You know, I'm not somebody people can recruit. Like, uh, I, I just I just want a home where I feel loved, and, and that's really it. So he's, like, opened the doors for me. He told me to come over to his office, and, um, you know, 
again, I was already producing. It wasn't like, mm -hmm. you know, so I already knew I was going to come no, into. Yeah, nobody was giving you a handout, but you just weren't giving yourself the best that you could give yourself. Correct. Yeah, I was mm -hmm. just kind of beating myself up all the time. Right. And, and then so I was like, whatever, right? So I go in there, first quarter, first place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and people were like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Second quarter first place mm -hmm. and then i'm still kind of battling my demons mm -hmm. right um i'm journaling a lot mm -hmm. like uh th that whole two-year process was a lot of me journaling and writing down my thoughts and uh, i still do to this day now because it really kind of allows me to 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 release a lot of like my sometimes anger anxiety mm -hmm. um you know i write down how i feel how, what I'm supposed to be feeling like for the day. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I write down a lot of things like that, ideas. Mm -hmm. uh, I learned that I come up with some pretty clever lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh, do have a lot of clever sayings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so um, I mean, I mean, you're talking about I would go, I had boxes. Wow. Of me writing. Of journaling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and in wow. the beginning, it was just about hating a person. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it was just like a lot releasing of that that energy, releasing that energy onto paper. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I got that from a guy that I found online on YouTube. Uh huh. Yeah, he's just like, um, um, he was like, just write down what you're supposed to feel like for the day. That's pretty good. He's like, make that a task. Yeah. Right. And I was like, okay. So I started with feed your mind, body, and soul. Do you write in the morning or do you write at the end of the day? I write in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and sometimes it's very quick. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it'll be something that just came up. I'll see something and then I'm like, oh, I'll write it down. Mm -hmm. Right. But typically every morning I'll write something. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's kind of how um, that process went. And then um, I actually had lost my car right before I became uh, first place because I was. You know, I, I, I was driving down the street and a car hit me and I really didn't have any money. And I was already living with my sister. I was living in her garage. I asked her oh, to wow. allow me, you know, because I wasn't making any money anymore. Yeah. Like I was so kind of lost from, you know. So when I went to work with my cousin, I had to move in with my sister because uh, I didn't have any money. Yeah. And uh, um, I had just crashed my car, so I didn't have a car. And uh, you literally were at rock bottom. Yeah, that's the moment that I was mm -hmm. like, I'm not, I can't do this. Yeah, like, I can't do this. And I was still, again, fighting my demons, fighting, you know, myself, sabotaging myself in a lot of ways. But you were working yourself up uh, opposed to staying down. I think the the when when you're in that type of situation in those type of places, like dark places like that, your family is the best thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, being around my family. Um, That's what helped you. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So being around my family, my mom, my sister, um, really kind of helped me quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, my brother-in-law. Good people. And um, and and I just started kind of working myself up again, mm -hmm. right? Um, really try to focus and 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 just kind of get back into the and swing of things. And did they have those conversations with you? Like, yeah. Hey, you know where you're at right now, right? Yeah. And even though you knew, it's yeah. still your decision to make it to come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom, especially. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, so that kind of happened, and then and then, um, um, you know, I just started kind of working myself out out of it, mm -hmm. right? Slowly, 
working myself out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I received a check from one of my biggest transactions. I my grandma. I just would say my grandma, my mom are always looking out for me. Mm-hmm. So it was a check for a six and a half million dollar deal and a five and a half million dollar deal that I got it on Zillow. Wow. Uh huh. And then so I'm like Zillow works. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been paying them this long, but it didn't work. For no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah, still yeah. trying to convince the office yes, that yes. Zillow works, uh-huh. right? And um, you know, my cousin's office, they were already doing it, but yeah. I don't think they were doing it on that scale. Right. right. And then right. and then so so I came in with a little push and um, you know, we started doing pretty good and and then all of a sudden, um, you know, Brittany Scott is one of the first people that I start kind of helping mm-hmm. and uh uh, she's one of the, the 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 one that actually led to all this team stuff mm-hmm. uh, was Brittany. Oh wow! Yeah, she was the first person I helped okay. um, that I mentored and coached, and uh, I just kind of saw her run running around the office, and you know, she's 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 the breadwinner of her family, and mm-hmm. I was just I saw her, and I was just like. Uh, I think you need a schedule. <laughs> and I was like, why don't I share my schedule with you? And then we can have a, a, a path to getting yeah. you. Kind of, and then so we started working well together. And I just love her energy. Yeah, She's an amazing person. And then so we vibe very mm-hmm. well, right? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, Brittany has eight escrows. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, how does she what have eight escrows? Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. So now, so this whole process and, um, you know, um, I was excited for her, and now my cousin was like, well, why don't we do this for, like, everybody? And I was like, well, yeah, I could. And then so we started kind of helping all the all the other agents, and mm-hmm. it was mainly kind of me doing that. Yeah. Really kind of mentoring, going to showings with them. Um, you know, I had, I had been to so many showings with Zillow at this point. Yeah. I mean, I expedited my career pretty quick, right? So I go from never showing houses to I was getting about 350 leads a month. What? It was only a team of six. So, so yeah, that's not enough people. I understood that uh, later on, that mm-hmm. uh, drinking from a fire hose is not good. <laughs> you need to kind of slow down yeah, yeah. a little bit. And um, so, so, um, so yeah, so then, so, so then we kind of started doing that. And, and, and um, how did you transition to EXP? Um, well, Leo had kind now, of... Now, when I met you, were you EXP or were you still the other Technically, company? I was still at Remax. I didn't mm-hmm. transfer till you, until March 1st. Oh, okay. Of this year. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So when I met you, you were... Still Remax. Remax. Yeah. Okay, and I was, I was EXP. I mm-hmm. just came over to EXP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in October is kind of when I started kind of like talking to Leo. Okay. Right? Because and you guys kind of shared that office, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Uh, you know, I was talking to my cousin. I was telling him, hey, we have a problem. Uh, so at first, uh, you know, we get offer. Uh, the uh, We're doing pretty good on Zillow. Mm-hmm. We're spending quite a bit of money on it, mm-hmm. right? I think we're spending like 45000 at that point. Wow, a month? A month. A month, yeah. okay. Yeah, so we're spending quite a bit. Right? We have a big account. Um, I have a hundred and something reviews, mm-hmm. right, compared to everyone's like 20. Yeah. Right? So it's like I, I'm, I'm like a big I'm most of the team yes. at this point. Yeah. Um, and I, I think at one point I had more than the total amount of reviews from the team. Wow. Just like like if you if you yeah, took me off. It, yeah. 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 It, like they, yeah. You alone had double what the whole team had. Yeah. How yeah the whole team got had. it. So 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 we started doing really good with our, our Zillow account. So they give us an opportunity to interview. We interviewed with them three times and uh, we got the opportunity to become a Zillow Flex partner. Uh, nice. We were one of the first uh, 12 teams to do that. Uh, so we kind of locked ourselves into a room and just figured it out. 
Yeah. You know, all the processes, um, um, things like that. But a lot of the stuff was coming from what I was doing because it, it was working, right? Yeah. Um, like, I, I think in one month, I opened uh, four escrows on the very first showing on the very first offer. Nice. Yeah. So that month, I opened 17 escrows. Very nice. Right. And, yeah. uh, and not, uh, not sellers. All yeah, buyers. All buyers. Yeah. So people were like, what the hell are you doing? Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but I set a pace at the office. So everybody at the office was running at the same pace. Uh, they were kind of doing that. And then so we were having a problem now of not having enough agents. Mm -hmm. We didn't have enough agents. So uh, when that problem came about, you know, I was already kind of talking to Leo and I was look, seeing the recruiting platform that EXP had. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, OK, well, that seems to be a really good way, easy way to be able to have a bunch of agents. We have the product right mm -hmm. now. We need people to to help us service, yeah. right. you know, so so that was kind of the idea behind it. And then, um, you know, I started building a lot of relationships with a lot of vendors. Now we mm -hmm. have probably like over 15. Where do you see yourself from from this work? Where do you see yourself in a couple of years from now? Um, I am, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, you're still doing yeah. day by day. I mean, but your days are fast yeah. moving. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't, I, I think, I, I think I'm always going to be helping people. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I think th that's in your heart. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that uh, it's going to be that some sort of that. Right. And, um, obviously if you can make money while doing it, Mm -hmm. You know, it's great, right? Right. And, um, you know, I, I, I feel like uh, I do want to um, I do want to make a difference. I want to make a change. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I feel like I'm like there's a certain sense of responsibility that I feel, um, you know, whether it's me helping another person or um, I mean, my 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 dream would be to change the way people buy houses. Uh, through like energy efficient programs and things like this, mm -hmm. uh, so that would be uh, uh, that's a goal for me in the next ten years yeah. to do something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll be uh, maybe I'll have a restaurant by then. <laughs> I really do enjoy cooking quite a yeah. bit. Um, yeah. So like those are all things that I could probably uh, that I could see myself doing. I do want to spend more time with my family. Um, I love spending time with them. It's just that yeah. I'm always busy. Always busy. Yeah. yeah and the cool thing is that you have your fiance here working with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. a huge plus or else yes. you would never see me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 So one of the things that we're kind of, kind of try and wrap up a little bit here, but one of the things that I saw you had posted on one of your Instagram posts was you should always be coachable. Yeah. I thought that was a really great quote because I think that we're always learning no matter what. We can always learn mm -hmm. from somebody else. Correct. Um, everybody, that's why I say everybody has a story to tell and you can learn from everybody's story. So what piece of advice would you give a somebody who's starting off in real estate? Mm -hmm. And uh, so let's start off with that question first. What piece of advice would you give someone who's starting off in real estate? Um, like it would be coachable, right? Yeah. That would be like the the thing that I would say. Just uh, um, don't kind of stay set in your ways. Mm -hmm. um, in the beginning, it's gonna be really easy for you to to not do that. Uh, so I would say make sure that you find a mentor, a team, mm -hmm. somebody who has a process. Um, and um, yeah, you might not get paid a million dollars in the beginning, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, that learning curve is, is, is super uh, important, right? Like you, 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 you got to go through that process, mm-hmm. right? Um, I would say work your butt off. Right. Uh, you know, Elon Musk says, I work 80 to 90 hour weeks because I want to figure out if it works or not faster than everybody else. All right. <laughs> so, so if you want to know if this is the business for you, make sure that you put in a lot of time in the beginning um, as much as you can. Yeah. Uh, that way you figure out whether this is the right thing for you or not. Uh, don't be afraid of the phone is another thing I would mm-hmm. say. Um, and uh, be yourself. Yeah, those are those are all awesome, awesome pieces of advice. What would you give just people in general who are entrepreneurs or just, you know, um, what what do you think a good piece of life advice would be to offer someone? Because I, I honestly think that your upbringing, it, like you said, there was no there was no ceiling for you. So you just have the go, go, go mentality. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's a great mental state to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you give to somebody else? What would you say to somebody else? Um, what I would say is you have the ability to create whatever it is that you want to experience in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it requires a certain amount of energy, right? So um, I wrote in my book, don't pray for the reward if you're not ready for the sacrifice. Oh, I love it. Right? So a lot of times we're always like, I want, I want, I want, I want. And then it's like, okay, well, there's also this piece that you're going to have to do. Yeah. Um, so so there, so th- that's what I would say. Um I would say, um, you know, it starts with you, you know, it starts with you. Uh, you got to believe it first, you know, so you got to drink the Kool-Aid first right? <laughs> before uh, you can get other people to believe it. Yeah. Right. That's true. Uh, so you got to make the Kool-Aid. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you got you to make it, drink yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got to, you, you, you know, you, you try you, it out. Add some more sugar, take some out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody's really going to believe in you. Yeah, um, if you I, don't believe in yourself. Yeah, so it starts starts with you and the man in the mirror, right? Right. Um, so I love that song, by the way. Uh, um, so, yeah, so I would say that. And um, the other thing I would say is, you know, don't be afraid to fail. Um, it's part of the process. That's you know, awesome. Embrace it. Um and I wrote this the other day, and I said, um, the more I overcome adversity, the more I start to realize that obstacles are an illusion. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, yeah. what a great way to end this segment. Thank you, Jose, for being here. Oh, thank you. I'm definitely going to have to share that, especially that last quote. <laughs> Such an honor to hear thank your you. story, and thank you for sharing it oh, with everybody. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. See you guys later. <laughs>